Ready to write. This is your idea, by the way, Thomas. Which <laughs> is a Tom. great, it was a brilliant <laughs> idea. And obviously we want to see if it's going to turn into a better show than with the boys. It was a good show. I don't know if you guys heard that show. Did you guys hear that one? I saw some of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. But obviously we're just going to, that's it. We just, I, I start the show by, by saying welcome. Welcome to the show, everybody. Really appreciate thank you, you spending time yeah, and you and uh, making the, the time to be on the show so we can actually talk about your trade and talk about everything that's going on in the industry. You guys got the talking points that I sent you. And um, I just want everybody one by one to introduce yourselves. If we can start with you. Uh, Meg, Laura, sorry, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with names. Sorry. So Laura, Laura, we can begin with Laura first. Okay, so I'm Laura. I'm a third-year plumbing apprentice, and I mostly do service in the GTA, so I'm a commercial service apprentice plumber. And uh, yeah, on Instagram, I'm known as My Plumbing Adventure. Nice. Uh, email or website or anything you want to share? Whatever uh, you guys want to share. I mostly just use uh, Instagram. I played a little bit with TikTok, but like that audience there is vicious and deranged and i'm pretty good with not using that platform at all i'm not going to disagree with you yeah and we have megan next to you hi everyone my name is megan and um, i've worked in the plumbing industry for almost eight years now i'm currently in school for my level three plumbing advanced so i'm looking forward to being licensed um, i work in the city of hamilton and doing mostly service work so Lots of service in Hamilton. Lots of service, yeah. <laughs> and then on our Zoom here, we have, uh, sorry, so we have uh, Marianne first. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yes, um, my name is Marianne Bocot. I live in Souk, British Columbia, Canada. I have been in construction for 19 years, plumbing 15, I believe. And I own my own company, have for almost nine years I am the underscore lady plumber. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And last but not least. I am Danielle Brown, a littlest plumber on Instagram. I have been in the plumbing industry now for 17 years. Um, I did a mechanic before that for five years. Um, and yeah, I live in St. John's, Newfoundland all the way on the east coast of canada Woo! so welcome thank you so much so we've got quite the time zone because it's noon ish our time and obviously it's nine o'clock in bc and then it's what is it in newfoundland right now two uh, hours one 145 okay yeah, we have our own special time zone ah, great really it's 145 yeah we have a half an hour time zone and all you i didn't know that and, and yeah. all, all you guys know the each other, right? Are so weird. Yes. <laughs> I've met uh, Danielle in um, in um, Ohio, which was right, yeah. for the rigid experience. Okay, but all right. She, she was there for the myself, Odie. Myself and Laura, we we go way back. Yep, Odie ambassadors. Yes, me, Marianne. But I I look forward to that. I, I imagine myself One Marianne day. probably going to be at the next pipeline. <laughs> What's the next trade I show that you guys are going to be attending? Are you guys planning the trade show? Season? Yeah, CMPX. That's right. It's happening in March, right? Uh, I March believe so. 2024, April. yeah. March. March, yeah. What is that one? I never know about it's any It's the of biggest plumbing and heating. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big, big show every other oh, year. Oh, just yeah, the every two years. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's the biggest in, in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, it was told to say that. I don't think that. I've even been to one in Canada. No, neither have I. It's amazing. I'm, I'm going to go to WET uh, this year. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Nice. Yay. I'm going to PHCC, and then I'm going to go to WET and hopefully AHR. 
Thanks for back to back and you're going all the way. Mm -hmm. Yay, that's exciting. What's what's wet? I don't know. I know wet from fireplaces. Oh, yeah, wet certified. Yeah, wet certified, right? So what's wet in plumbing? I'm just curious myself. I don't know. Have you been to the wet I'm not too sure. I've never been. Yeah, I went last uh, last year. But they are so better off speaking on it because this will be my first time going. Yeah, are you going to Indianapolis? Is that where it's? Quote me on what it's. It's waste water. Oh my god, I have to look it up. Waste water something, something, something. Oh, so it's, it's two. <laughs> du- it's two W's. It's about wastewater. Yeah. Okay, so two W's and then and an E and a one T or something. Wait, the fireplace one is W E T T. Two T's. Yeah, yeah. Two T's. Yeah. This is two W's. Okay. All right. Equipment. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just curious. Someone is probably yelling at the at the, the speaker right now or the AirPods going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is how it, it is, it's, right? It's, <laughs> it's an exhibition of where, you know, the, the wastewater treatment uh, companies can get together. And, that like, was in there? Yeah. Got it. Now <laughs> I got it. It's like what they got, the new the new industry uh, secrets and, and the new life-altering plumbing uh, technologies that, you know, we all want to see. All the way yeah. back from the Romans, right cool. to modern day. It was pretty cool. So I, I did jetter while I was there. I do, I do want to do a shout out to the doll valve man. Doll, yeah. doll is in the house here. Thank you so much, Thomas, for organizing hey. this, and I really appreciate it. And unfortunately, are you going to mail them stickers? Yeah, you, you know should what? mail them. He's he's okay. brought new stickers here, guys. Like really cool stickers. Those are huge. I know they're <laughs> massive. Like the size of my <laughs> head. It's like I, I asked for a three by four inches. <laughs> Make the logo bigger, if anything. You know what I mean? Make the logo much bigger. Uh, no, thank you, Thomas. It's great. So I, I, obviously there's a slight delay, and we'll try to not step on everybody, but we'll just uh, – I, I don't want to really create a podcast that's like q and I, I don't mm-hmm. – everyone that's listened to the show is like, I'll start to sleep, and it's just, like, it's just like it doesn't make any sense. I, we want to have a conversation, right? right? So I totally open, and you guys can share as much as you guys want to share. Um, but I guess my first question to all of you guys is um, why plumbing? Why that specific trade? One of the top three of the industry. But why did you guys choose plumbing? Or I always like to say, why did plumbing choose you guys? Mm-hmm. I started going into plumbing um, because I didn't like where I was working my office job. And I thought going into plumbing was going to be easy, which was a very... Where did you get that idea from? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was... Yeah, I want to know who told you that. <laughs> I thought I would be turning a wrench and just making a lot of money. And that would be the end of it. But that was not it. I did a pre-apprenticeship program at Humber College, which taught me essentially the basics of plumbing. So things like slope, all those very basic concepts were... 19? Yep. Okay. They were completely new to me. And when I started to learn about it on like the academic portion of plumbing, I realized that it's more than turning a wrench. And then my professors were so passionate about it. And I realized like, this is going to be an awesome job. So... That's, I, the, that's the reason why I started from there. Yeah, actually, I, I, got, I started because I thought it was going to be easy. And then when I started learning about it, I realized that this is going to be hard, but it's going to be very rewarding and very, I don't know, it just seems like one of the coolest jobs ever. And I still think that. I think it's, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I guess that at the end of your career, it becomes easy once you've learned everything. And you guys are pros and you get on the job site and you can turn a wrench, for so to speak. Yeah. Like, because I'm in awe of some plumbers that get on sites and I'm like, how did you figure that out? How did you do that so quickly? Well, it's all experience, right? So I guess you get towards easy. Maybe uh, from right now, the struggle is real. 
but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how is it? <laughs> Tell me it gets better. <laughs> it, it gets better. It gets, That's it? Yeah. I think it, my it patience. <laughs> Sorry, what was my, that? My patience has been better. Like, I feel like I'm not as stressed, as, stressed out as I used to be because, like, the challenges that I had before were great, whereas now it's not as, and I'm more confident in my ability to do my job now more than before. So it kind of relieves a lot of stress in that way. Nice. Marianne? Uh, my story is a little bit different. <laughs> I, um, so I was roofing before, and that's a whole nother, whole nother story how I got into that. But I ended up in commercial. So I started in residential roofing, and then I moved over to commercial, and I hated it. I actually really don't like commercial anything. Um, I was stuck on the same jobs for a months at a time and some of them were like two hours away from where I lived so it was kind of a drag so I decided to do the women in trades exploration course that they offered at um, our local trades college and back then like remember this is 15 plus years ago the course wasn't as good as it is now <laughs> and uh, I tried out a bunch of different trades I honestly don't even think I finished the course but the plumbing wall or the plumbing like area shop they had outside of the wall this display cabinet of all these pvc fittings like we don't even really deal with pvc much here but pvc fittings and they're all like glued together with primer and glue like just dripping and everywhere and i was like oh my god there's no way that i am getting into that trade <laughs> <laughs> I wanted absolutely no part of it. Did you find and out who was responsible for that display <laughs> and bury them? No, I never did. I think they, I think they took it down eventually. But I, I peppered people for a job in any other trade that was, you know, minus maybe drywall and concrete or whatnot. But I tried to get a job any in any other trade, and I, I it was impossible. It was like starting all over again, and. Yeah, plumbing was the first one that came my way. I knew a friend, mutual friend that owned a company and pestered him for like two years, I think. And then he finally, finally went through like a streak of bad employees. And then he called me up one day and offered me an apprenticeship. And what I was, was like, his, well, uh, what was his reluctance at first if he was just waiting off on two years? I'm just curious. Uh, Wasn't ready to expand or bring on new people? I don't know. I mean, he never said, but I'm sure it had to do with something that I had no experience of plumbing. There yeah. possibly could have been the woman factor. Who knows? I don't know. And I'd, it was it was a different time then. You know, it's not like it is now where you can just pick a job and decide that that's what you're going to do. I mean, that's how it is here. You want to be a mechanic? Sweet. Great. You have a job tomorrow <laughs> you know it was it was a challenge to find work back then and it was a you had to work to keep your job and you had to work to prove yourself to stay in that spot on the ladder you know and and so switching trades was I literally had to start all over again Is yeah it from the from it didn't matter that I had experience with tools experience on job sites it was starting all over again yeah. Is it easier like for women? finding the first job. Is it easier for women these to find days? jobs now? No, for women these days, yeah. Is it easier for them to find a place? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh you guys, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, the sky's the limit for women now. Here, anyways. Awesome. I don't know about like in the States or other places in Canada, but here, if you want to do something, you have all the opportunities to do it. 100%. So long as you can work, you know, you still have to work. Yeah, there is that, I mean, there is that part. To huh? some degree. The workers <laughs> these days are a little different than the workers back then. But, you know, not no offense, ladies. No offense. <laughs> but it's a, it's a different time now, for sure. Yeah. And Much Danielle? Uh, I mean, just to start off, yeah, it's definitely a different uh, day and age now um, than when, when I first started. But uh, that's a beautiful thing to see, for sure. Um, and, and Newfoundland, mm-hmm. same way, if a, if a woman wants to get into any trade, uh, it's applauded. Uh, I think we have the most women uh, in the trades in all of Canada. And that's not per capita. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I started, like I said, uh, in plumbing 17 years ago. Right out of high school, I got into, uh, I got a job at uh, a, a garage working on, on cars. And I did that for a while. And, you know, it, it became a great hobby. Um, I love it. And I always knew I was going to get into mechanics anyways. I mean, there's photos of me as, uh, you know, toddlers with, with uh, spanners in my hand and wrenches in my hand. So awesome. I I knew I wasn't uh, going to be a, an academic, as it were. And, uh, you know, I did the car thing. It's fun. I still work on my truck all the time. But uh, I knew I wanted to get into a trade where I was going to work with hand tools. Um, and I wanted a trade that was always going to be needed. And plumbing makes so, so much sense. Plumbing's not going to go anywhere, you know. So... Uh, to me, it's the perfect trade for playing with tools, and you're super necessary. Um, so, got in, uh, switched careers, uh, went to plumbing apprentice school. Right out the, the the gate, I got a job at a, a commercial gig. Did that for four years, and then I switched to service. I've been doing service ever since. Now, is it is, is it? Um, do you guys prefer commercial or residential? I prefer uh, commercial. residential. Residential, commercial, Marianne? Residential. Residential, I Laura? made that commercial. pretty clear, residential. Oh, so it's a split. It's 50-50 <laughs> yeah. here, huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious on why, because I know reasons I've heard from other people about commercial versus residential. I just, I guess with commercial, you have more control of your trade. I feel like when I go into a commercial setting, I'm greeted by people who work for the building that I'm going to begin servicing, and uh, they know the building very well. Uh, the information that they can pass on to you is actually helpful, and uh, because they're employees of the building, there's a degree of professionalism there, uh, so I can definitely appreciate that part. Marianne, you're the same way on the commercial side? Uh, commercial. So I have a very different, um, experience with commercial. Mine's quite uh, the opposite, actually. It's been a long time since, since I've worked on commercial jobs. Like I do light commercial, like I'll do commercial gas and that's pretty much it. I won't, I won't dive into plumbing at all because I just don't, I just don't like commercial. I don't like being stuck on the same jobs day in and day out. And I have found personally that when I go on to commercial jobs, the respect I get is like way unbelievably lower than on residential jobs because residential jobs, people already know that I'm coming. They already know that a woman is going to show up because it's a team of women, Mm -hmm. you know? So they already have 
an idea as to who's going to show up. Whereas when I go to a, uh, or when I used to go to commercial jobs, I would get talked down to. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. You're an apprentice. Apparently you could be journeyman for like 10 years, but you're an apprentice because you're a woman. You must've just started yesterday. And those are always, always the experience that I, I had on commercial jobs. So oh, no, to be fair, I actually, I have noticed and that too. if somebody, Oh, really? Yeah, I have noticed that too. Kind of just yeah, admitted that yeah. part, but yeah, yeah. Like I know I worked, exactly what you mean. I worked in yeah, a commercial uh, for six months. Uh, I did a lot of digging, uh, which wasn't really exactly my favorite, but when I got into residential, I really just liked the aspect of helping people. I think there's a lot of things that you can do in the plumbing yeah. industry to help people, and I think that that is one of the the most, like, the biggest motivators for me in residential. Yeah. Problem solving. You guys want to work together yeah, as a team yeah. and solve problems, sure. right? Yeah. That's what your trade's all about. I mean, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about it, but, I mean, you guys are still seeing the stigma, being a, f- a woman in trades? A little bit, yeah. It's still there? I've been told that I have a, uh, a, a masculine uh, privilege, so I, and I, and I, Can you please, I do. What, like, what does that mean? Uh, where I present masculine, I wear masculine clothes. I, I'm tattooed head to toe. I, I tend to, I think I, I think men tend to feel a bit more comfortable around okay. me when I walk onto the jo- job site that they can act themselves around me, which not, not necessarily is a great thing, but, um, I do have a different lived experience than a lot of the feminine plumbers that I know. Um, I definitely haven't had, um, you know, the harassment stories um, that a lot of the uh, the female plumbers I know have, have witnessed or, you know, the dismissive attitudes or anything like that. I, I definitely, whether or not it's it's because of what I look like, I, I have no idea. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've been told that there's a privilege that comes with uh, looking uh, slightly masculine. That's so, news to me. Yeah, I, de- I have yeah. a different experience. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to get an idea of the schools. I wanted to go back to the colleges because I know you guys did some sort of training at some point, and most tradespeople do that. Gone, I think, are the days of you're just family and you're one of the offspring or you're connected to a cousin or an uncle or somebody and you automatically get thrown into construction. I think those days are very, very few. Um, but, I mean, are the schools doing enough to get tradespeople in general into trades or can we do more? Do you guys have some thoughts on what else can we do to get the tra- the colleges and the apprenticeship programs and the government i know this is a big question this is a massive question but what are the simplest things that we can do to get to attract more people into trades get into the high schools agreed started sooner mm-hmm. i would have started oh, yeah. sooner if i would have yeah. known that there was resources available for people who wanting to, to get into the plumbing industry i would have started sooner because i mean i was 17 and on my own uh, living on my own and I was trying to find ways to like you know just be independent and uh yeah and I I it wasn't until I got into plumbing that you know it really helped me out um there was a direction there yeah exactly and if you were shown that direction sooner you probably would have got in sooner and then you would have had more motivation sooner I would think so but I am kind of glad the way it all worked out though in the end because you know I've just I've learned a lot (laughs) so um but yeah also like social media i think has a lot to play into well you guys all four of you are influencing more and more people to come into this industry especially women no yeah yeah i think that's a fair assessment i hope so yeah i would think that 
I think I think everybody on this panel definitely has a, an influence on the uh, the the women who are really unsure. I know I'm I'm sure all of us yeah. have had people in our DMs mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. For are, sure. are you guys yeah. conscious? Yeah, like I. Sorry, go ahead, Mary. Sorry. No, I know it's it's <laughs> um, a Zoom I, thing. Yeah, it's I like, think that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um. So I think that even getting in before high school, like the most. The most interest I've had, to be honest, is from elementary and that kind of age group. I think that if they are introduced to it at a younger age, then at least it's kind of a bug in their head for when they have those dreams of, you know, becoming a doctor or an astronaut or, you know, whatever, veterinarian or whatever their goals are when they're Why would they want a low-paying job like that? Well, I, that's the thing. When they could be a plumber. Space is dumb. Yeah, because like when I was in school, it was never it was never an option. Like you went into trades if you were a dummy, basically. Yes. Like I'm not gonna lie. No, I, I went into yeah, trades. we've heard we all heard that. Yeah. I wasn't a dummy. Like I was a straight A student, but I still dropped out of school and ended up in construction. You know, I don't want to be that stereotype person that did that, but it it's facts you know it wasn't a promoted option when i was in high school it is more so now like like i know that they have in the high school here locally they have a program that gets students into the um into the trades they even have some i I can't i don't know how exactly it works but you get work experience and then you can get a job in the trades and credits and something i don't know oh it's probably a co-op i had a co-op Yeah, like I had a girl, she just young too. Like, I think she, I think she was like 16, 17 when she did her work experience. But she's 18 now, making 30 bucks an hour down at the union hall for, well, not in the union hall, but she's working like a union job down at C SPAN, making $30 an hour at 18. 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I made sixteen. I was making like eight dollars. <laughs> I know, but it's it's and this comes up a lot is that you get a lot of people that are not in the industry that look at okay, so you don't have all this high loan student debt mm-hmm. from choosing a career that's probably not necessarily blue collar, some other to- uh, choice of career, and then you have this six figure debt, and then if you go into trades, you don't have that debt, but you're already making more than your age going into your first, second, third year. After that, and you start making six figures in in as little as ten years, if not even sooner. But I guess it's that stigma that's attached to it that you're a blue collar person and you're mm-hmm. getting your hands dirty, so they don't really want to be associated with that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a big problem because we know, and you guys, I'm sure you read this that there's probably two and a half times more trades leaving than are coming in. Yes. So there's that yeah. void and we're it's not, we're not unique here. Like Canada is not unique. This is across the globe, right? So it's like, it's a problem that needs to be solved. And I agree with you and I'm going to, I'm not a parent, so I'm going to blame the parents on something is when the kids are young, tiny, you know, um, they enforce building toys and building techniques like they'll teach them certain things how to do certain things but at some point between their grade school and early high school they eliminate all that and give them the possibility of a, of a different type of career option and then that's mm-hmm. why i think we saw a, a huge rash of high schools removing any kind of trade related skills teaching in those schools and i've always been an mm-hmm. advocate for trying to get yourselves like you guys are all independent owners of your own business you're all entrepreneurs having the government to support us to bring on the apprenticeships into our business so we can still run our business how do you guys feel about that would you guys be open and inviting 
to having young up and coming trades, men and women being a plumber, wanting to be a plumber and coming onto your business. I believe there is actually a subsidy, the, at least here in Ontario, that when you take apprentices, the government will subsidize part of their part wage. Of it. Yeah. yeah. We need more. Oh, okay. And I would Sorry. love it to be longer <laughs> because as you guys know, it takes time to teach the skills. Yeah. You'll never pick up any trade overnight you you need to spend some time on that and then also you need to run a business right operate service clients all that mm -hmm. stuff you need to do that and then there's also you 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 want that student to experience different types of trades and the details that you guys are all like not everybody's going to be handling the same sometimes you might be just installing toilets or what have you it might be the same service problem or whatever it is you want them to experience other aspects of the industry right yeah absolutely I, uh, you know, going back to your point on, uh, you know, high school and, and taking the, those classes out, the government really needs to step up and fund education. Um, when when they cut government, when governments cut funding to education, um, the first classes that get removed are things like shop, you know, um, those those things, that, those those classes that aren't going to produce doctors and lawyers. That's what's going to get cut first. Right. So blue collar has, you know, kind of always been ignored by the government, um, you know, and it, unfortunately, we're seeing the result of that now, because I remember when I first applied to my job that I have now, you know, years ago, 13 years ago, I uh, the, I think there was 100 people who applied for my job. We just wow. had a, a job put out for an apprentice, one applicant. Wow, that's shocking. Wow. And, and I mean, that's, that's scary. That's Very. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's the future. So whose responsibility is it? I always Man. say it's all of ours. It's all of ours. And it kind of yeah. goes back. To, and, I, and I love what you guys are all doing on social media because I'm sure that, and, and this is the great thing about this show and my social media and everything, that you meet complete strangers. Oh, and yeah. they'll come up to you yeah. and they'll be like, I really liked what you said or what you showed or what you taught me. And you didn't think that you were saying anything particular, teaching anything particular, but you were experiencing something and giving it off to somebody else that influenced them to come into this industry. And so that's why I say it's on us now. So we got to continue. So I'm sure you guys are all very conscious of what the messaging is that you guys are putting out there when you do have your posts and you share certain techniques and you do your work and you're still going to get the monkeys out there. They're going to peanut gallery and that's what the block feature is for. It's so easy to block nowadays, right? Yeah. So we just do that because we want to focus on teaching. Tradespeople are teachers. I don't care what point it is, you're going to be a teacher. So it's it's yeah. kudos to all you guys that you guys are doing that because right now you are nurturing the next generation. But it's hard work for all of us to do that. It is a lot of work to, to attract more people. And if the government did 1% of what we are doing, can you imagine how many more people we would get into trades? Yeah, I am blaming the government. Yeah. They're not doing enough for us. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they totally should Get be <laughs> I do feel like social media is such a powerful tool in terms of reaching a young audience because primarily on social media, you are going to have a younger audience. And it's nice that they can see a real-life setting of where trades take place and what exactly it is that you're doing. So, like, I know when people think of plumbing, they think of poop, but... You know, we have really cool tools. We get to work with some really awesome stuff. And soldering is, like, amazing. To watch, like, solder get pulled into a joint is so cool. 
So <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's it's nice to um, be able to show that real side of plumbing to people. It's interesting that you bring that up, Laura, because it's it's funny how we've all seen social media where you've got all kinds of other careers. Mm-hmm. It could be, and there's uh, obviously you guys have probably seen the rash of wealth and how to make money real quick and all that kind of crap, right? Stuff like that. But I think when it comes to tradespeople's social media, everybody shows a fair representation of the good, the bad, and sometimes the poop, the yes. ugliness, <laughs> yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you're honest about it. So then when someone's looking at it, they're going, okay, I get it now. Now I just literally have to get boots on the ground now and experience it because I've seen it, but I need to experience it versus every other career out there on social media is always about glamour and showing all the good parts Mm -hmm. and all the fake parts. And it's like, that's not real. Yeah. So you guys are making it real and that's what's hopefully going to attract more people. But I think that there's sometimes a problem with the younger trades trying to get in. They're intimidated because they probably look at all you guys and they're like thinking, how did they make it look so easy? Right. So like I'm nervous to maybe ask them a question. I'm nervous. I'm going to sound stupid. And I've always said on the show over and over, there is no stupid question. You don't just you're not going to know unless you ask. Right. So you might as well just ask the question. Reach out to the person. Right. Don't don't be a little bit of a stalker about it, but just like be kind of professional about it. Right. I I was just bringing this up story the other day where I was having lunch at Bark. I don't know Toronto if you guys know where Bark is in Roncesville. I haven't been there. Smokehouse. Right. So I was having lunch and I was doing a job there and I was sitting at the bar all by myself just having lunch. And then someone took a picture of me posted it saying, hey, man, Manny from Marco Reynolds and and he's having lunch. And I'm like, it's a little creepy. And he was like, why didn't you just come up and say hello? And he was just saying, well, I don't want to disturb you. And I was a little intimidated by you. And I was like, well, it's kind of creepier that you just took a picture of me while I'm having lunch all by myself and you posted it. (laughs) That's a little strange for me. So I encourage everybody to do that. I think we're in a a world where um, socializing face-to-face is becoming very much a scary thing for people. I think there's a subconscious that's spreading, um, you know, faster than than any pandemic ever could, where people are actually afraid to talk to people face-to-face now. And, you know, like blue collar is face-to-face. That's how you've always... You know, if you want if you want to have that blue collar life, go out, shake hands, like get in people's faces and be like, hey, this is who I am. How do I do this? Um, That might take 20 seconds of bravery before you do it. But to have that kind of attitude, um, anybody with um, a socializing skill nowadays is just going to skyrocket. Your career is going to skyrocket because it is becoming more and more of a a dying trait i think in people so if you want to be in the trades gather that courage that you do have inside of you take a deep breath go get after it send the message shake the hand you know um and and say what you want and get what you want because that's that's how blue collar uh, people are made this show is brought to you by doll with doll you receive a lifetime of reliability not only in the product they make but in the service they provide from design to manufacture to technical support with doll you don't just get a great product you get a team of expertise join the thousands of satisfied doll customers and experience the doll difference as a gc i can confidently say that doll means receiving a lifetime of reliability it's not just about the exceptional products they manufacture but also the outstanding service they provide every step of the way from the initial design phase to the meticulous manufacturing process, Dahl demonstrates their commitment to excellence. Everyone knows I respect care and construction. Check out Dahl at www.dahlvalve.com and also on social at Dahl Valve. 
I mean, to Megan's point earlier, where you said that you actually enjoyed that communication part of residential, where you were speaking to people and problem solving. Like you actually enjoyed that part of Mm -hmm. that. And that's part of the trade. That's part of your work. Like you have to do that. Exactly. So you're bringing your toolbox, you're putting everything. And I I just want to take a massive guess here, a massive guess on tool brand across all four. Are we all red? Um, I like the, I like rigid. Okay. Well, technically red. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of a blend. I like both personally. Blend, yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee is, is very plumber driven. Yes. So if you're going to yeah. go with one platform, one battery platform, um, Milwaukee has you covered. Um, whereas the other ones are, are lacking. Whether, you know, if you, if you want a, a saw, DeWalt, DeWalt makes the best saws. But plumbing platform, Milwaukee. I'll yeah. argue that point yeah. about DeWalt being yeah. the best like saw. Corded, like corded <laughs> saws. All corded saws that I own are are all DeWalt. All my battery-operated tools, minus my drain cleaning, are all Milwaukee. All my drain cleaning, pretty much, except for, like, my small little M12 snake, is rigid. So I definitely have a very broad blend. But if you look in my van with everything that's in it at, at this point right now it is like 99 percent. you got you got a red van i've seen yeah. your van i think it's actually 100 <laughs> yeah. it's the same with me I, all my drink cleaning stuff doesn't stay with me all the time so it's, it's it's the exact same with me drain cleaning equipment is rigid hand tools is a bit of a blend like with nipex and whatnot but all my power tools are all milwaukee and I don't know. It's like Danielle said, they're very plumber driven. They're very plumber friendly. And it's expensive to have multiple brands because now you need multiple batteries. So it's best to stick with one. And Milwaukee is is a good brand to stick with for sure. Yeah, they were smart about mm-hmm. designing it for the trades, right? Yes. And it's not just plumbers. They were designing it for also for gas fitters and, and HVAC people. They were setting all that up for them. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. But I'm noticing that DeWalt's trying to get into the game now and they're trying to introduce their versions of it. But too little too late, I think. I think people oh, I think it's a bit late yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, you know like I honestly like I know there's a lot of dewalt haters out there but I have used their grinder like corded grinders and before battery operated was a thing corded grinder and corded skill saw I've been using those for almost 20 years and they have never failed me nice. ever so I still use if I'm cool because sometimes you need corded stuff Sometimes the batteries just aren't, it doesn't give you enough juice or it doesn't, you know, if I'm cutting out a chimney or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes you just need a corded saw. And for that, I have dual. You guys guys mind me asking, do you guys, um, I haven't used the uh, tools yet, but uh, there's a new feature on like uh, when you're using like, you know, the Bosch or whatever, there's like, like a safety feature on it. So like the anti-kick. Yeah, the anti kick. Um, I haven't yet to use those tools, but uh, have you get it? Yeah, because I, I, yeah, because I absolutely. I've seen bears. I've seen bears use those tools and get kicked. You know what I mean? Get thrown around like that. Like whole saw I used. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I have buggered myself up with (laughs) some tools that got some kickback. Any any tool that gives you. longevity yes in your hands buy it keep Mm -hmm. it love it invest in yourself um 100 those are are your uh, primary tools your hands are your primary yeah 
I think starting off at the the Milwaukee Gen Three, I believe it started. You can go in uh, to their Bluetooth and and set the setting to at the at the ninety degree, it'll shut off. Really? So, nice. Yeah, wow. I believe that's the Gen Three drill. Really? That you can actually, yep. Yeah, you just get wow. the uh, just get the Bluetooth app, and then you can customize your drill. That's cool. I know. I just got the um, their jackhammer, the rotary jackhammer there, and it has one key. And I like. <laughs> yeah, no. I will figure it out. But yeah, I haven't key. figured it out yet. One key is like if you if you can start using it, absolutely start doing that. Um, it's got you can retrieve your your um, stolen articles from it like if somebody comes and robs your your gear out of your truck or your van um you can actually track that down using your one key so use one key wow. if you that'd yeah, be nice it out. i've already had a yeah. break in two years ago so makes me wonder about I, I, i've seen the old plumbers i've seen the young plumbers and i just find that the young plumbers they need to have all the latest and greatest and then when i talk to the older plumbers they make do with whatever's available and they have a hard time spending that extra coin to get the latest and greatest. How do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, I understand. understand Cause like, you know, I'm a bit of an old head myself. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I like to keep what I have. I love my old tools, you know, and I love have this, you know, traditional way of thinking that sometimes I have to like, push to the side, especially when it comes to safety. Um, and that's kind of what got me into like buying newer and better tools is because I was starting to find, well, where I am like smaller, um, I was starting to find like the better, the newer the tool, the better the, the technology, the better I felt at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I want to retire and still be able to go for a run. So yes, that's my, exactly. that's my goal. Same thought just, process with you guys? Uh, yeah, actually, I think having good tools is so beneficial because it means that you use less of your body mm-hmm. to, because uh, a lot of times, like, if you look at me, I'm not using strength to do my job. I'm using tools. And I, I remember um, back when I was doing low rise of residential construction, uh, sometimes I'd use my journeyman's tools and his tools were like kind of crap. And I don't want to use pliers that slip and throw my hand into the freaking concrete. Like, that hurts. So, mm-hmm. like, I, as soon as that happens, like, twice, I'm going for my nipex because they bite true. And I don't need to, like, have these bloody knuckles look like a boxer, you know, like, <laughs> boxing the concrete. So, that's why I think having good tools, like, it only benefits you. Yeah. Like, my wrist started hurting when I was using the uh, copper cutters, like, you know, just the manual copper yes. cutters. And then when I got the Milwaukee mm-hmm. automatic copper cutters, I was like, oh, okay. I don't have to use this movement as much anymore. So that's good. Yeah. Am I the only one that like looks at that and then thinks like I could? <laughs> that's an intrusive thought, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. It's just like I got a cigar and I can use that. And I was like, it's not designed for that. It's designed for cutting copper <laughs> properly, right? It's just like, it's just a stupid like guillotine thing. Well, let's just like t- try to test it, right? See if it's going to work or not. But <laughs> it's a smart tool. It makes a lot of sense. I, mm-hmm. I don't honestly like it. You don't like it? You go manual? No. no. I find it slow. It is if the, if the, if I've the. Had, yeah. I've had three. I've had three now. Two with the last company that I worked for before I opened the company. And then I have the one that I have now. And the first one was pretty good. After it took my fingernail off, for some reason, it never worked right after that. <laughs> that's that's, that's I what I mean. That's what I was talking yeah. about, right? I was like, and then the second one, it didn't 
really work as well. It was, you know, it, it didn't matter if I had a fresh battery or a fresh blade. It just never really cut really quickly. Like over 10 seconds for a cut is too long because yeah. I can cut with copper cutters. Oh, I'd love to be in the car with you when seconds. we're waiting for the light to I've turn green. <laughs> I've done a test. I've timed every, I've, I've timed with three quarter copper. I've timed the Milwaukee cutter versus the manual quick, uh, quick acting cutter. Versus bandsaw. Bandsaw is obviously faster. I don't love the cuts with them. You don't them, get a clean well, cut. I'm trying to make yeah. things fast. I don't get a clean cut. But, you know, if you're going for speed, that's it for sure. But when it comes to, you know, everything else, I'm still manual. But yes, Megan, my wrist is like, I don't know if you can see that thing right now. But when when I was doing mechanical rooms on a subdivision, I think I did like around six to 700 of them before I quit. Wow. And every... I would do days of like prefabbing components and soldering and cutting copper. And I would use copper cutters and I would hold the copper and I would cut and cut and cut. And just that pulling, mm -hmm. it buggered my wrist up so mm -hmm. bad. Like I'm still, I still have problems with it. So, you know, yes, I, I, I can see where the automatic cutters are definitely handy, but I still find that they're too slow. You're you're gonna you're gonna see an upgrade from the M12 on that one for sure. Okay, Everybody good because I I want I want to like it because it no, would like be so handy, but it just the one I have is garbage. <laughs> I just don't like it. Too many plumbers saying the same thing, so they're gonna they're gonna fix that. I can guarantee it. It'd be nice if okay, they made them good. water okay, resistant good. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, water they're resistant. They're not yeah. water resistant. They hate right. water. Nah, yeah. as soon as you cut they into that pipe and like, there's a little bit of that water and it drips into the back of that, it's not working. Sometimes, like I've been, yeah, I've been lucky well enough. I let it dry out for yeah. like a couple of days and then it'll work again, and I'm like, okay, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. That's not efficient. Wacky That's not being good. efficient. Good for one yeah. more cut. Fluid yeah. film. You really want fluid film. That 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 spray lubricant is perfect pair with that M12 cutter for sure. I found that. Oh spray. really? Yeah. Yeah. You get like a faster cut. You get like the water resistance kind of you know improves yeah. a little bit. I guess maybe the oil helps out. But I uh, what's it I'd called? say if you got those cutters, it's fluid film. Fluid. Okay. Just get like have that with that you in life. Anyways, it's like the it's the the greatest. Have you guys all jumped onto the ProPress train? Yeah. yeah? No, I no? want to. Okay. I did a demo, but I'd love to. <laughs> guys, Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are on ProPress, right? Yeah, because I'm... Yeah, I'm, I have uh, the rigid ProPresses. I'm mechanical service, so if, like, I got to take down a building, you know, um, you know... You need it. It's the only way to do it. Difference between, yeah, difference between a two-hour shutdown and an eight-hour shutdown, mm -hmm. so... And you no brainer. Megan, you haven't uh, gone on that yet? Or you've tried it, of course. I've tried it. Um, the plumbing supplier that I go to uh, let me do like a demo for the day. And it was awesome. I loved it. Um, but our company doesn't uh, uh, currently have one right now. But, you know, I don't mind the old way of soldering. But uh, I definitely will get one eventually. So are you guys more, well, I, because I guess you do a lot of more commercial on, on the Zoom there. But um, more soldering instead of pex or pressing what do we what I do, do you more soldering you're doing more soldering right because you're doing I do more press pressing right I, honestly i don't mind soldering but i don't love it because i did so much of it when i was doing those mechanical rooms that it started giving me nosebleeds should have been wearing a mask probably but yeah because i would do days days of fabbing so i'd be doing days of soldering and you're like cleaning the copper on the stand you know and 
and the copper dust is coming up, I start getting nosebleeds. Wow. Yeah, that's and just why. like raw. Yeah, so now I'm just like, oh, soldering. Ugh. Yeah, like, if you I'll see me in my videos, if I have to, but I don't yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, you wear the P100 or P1000 when you like you. Yeah, you don't mess the, around. I use the 3M. Yeah, I uh, I always do, and people always ask me, why are you wearing PPE with soldering? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's I look airborne at, I, gases. Yeah, and I also think about the long term. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people don't think about what does this look like, you know, with my health 10 years down the road right. from, you know, even the glues, like, you know, all those VOCs and glues and stuff like that. I like to wear 3M just because I know, um, you know, there are scientific studies on it and how they're, they can be carcinogenic. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to, um, to uh, work as much as I can without, uh, you know, health issues. Yeah. But. So you're not supposed to leave the yellow glue on your arm and then let it dry and then rip oh, it off I've like you're that. waxing? Oh, yeah. No, you're not part. supposed to do that? It's kind of it's kind of hard to prevent It's the easiest way to get it off. <laughs> yeah. You don't wipe it off right away. No, <laughs> you leave it there for a bit. It's kind of fun on your drive home. Yeah. yeah. I've done that once. It's back to grade school with, with uh, wood glue and you're like peeling your skin. That's how it was back in the day. Uh, since we're getting on to safety, are we better these days? Definitely. We are we a lot are better. better these days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're conscious of... I actually wear knee pads. <laughs> That's critical. Huge. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, a man. lot of trades I, I see knees. and like, oh, it's just it's just one time. I'll just sit down one time and like then your knees are beat up by the end of the week. You don't want that, right? So, and it's like, I, I love that you brought up the knee pads and I love that you're using respirators when you're doing that stuff. It's just all these little things that are, sh should be in your toolbox mm -hmm. yeah. at any given time and properly mm -hmm. cared for too. I'm not talking about sticking like masks anywhere you want and having weather or sawdust or all kinds of chemicals falling into them. Like take care of them as if you're brand new tools that you just bought, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's nice to also see companies get behind safety now. Um, you know, I don't really think we should be working around asbestos, like removing transite and stuff like that. These things, like they're very, very, very dangerous. Yes. These things that like an abatement needs to be done. These needs to be removed by people who are like professionally trained in asbestos. And I'm a third year apprentice. Like, I don't think I'm qualified to safely handle that. And I had an asbestos exposure and I didn't know what I was working with. So that like, I, I will suffer the consequences for that. But I think it's really important that companies get behind this safety. And I think that residential in particular mm -hmm. has a really, really tough time trying to, um, I guess, follow safety procedures when it comes to asbestos and different types of materials that plumbers mm -hmm. get exposed to. Because like, you know, I, like when I first started in my plumbing industry, there was no asbestos course that I took or anything like that. Um, so like I cut open materials, not knowing, you know, what was in this and when I started to gain that experience, like, oh, well, you know, I should be understanding the materials that I'm working with, you know, that <laughs> I started to have like, uh, like a lot of doubts on like cutting things open. And I started to realize that like, you know what, I think that it's really important to um, understand the materials and, um, and try to uh, have safety measures around that. So like, um, you know, if you're cutting open a, a ceiling that has asbestos in it, um, I, I think that informing the homeowner at least that like, hey, this contains asbestos, like, you know, I would recommend getting it um, removed before, you know, before I work into it. And I know it's very inconvenient for people, uh, especially plumbers, you know, doing their jobs and stuff. 
but I, I think it's just well worth it, you know, for the homeowner and for you not to be exposed. Absolutely. I know that here in Toronto, we started having more rules regarding homeowners or GCs had to actually apply for the uh, hazardous ha uh, material. So you had to prove that the house didn't have any of these things. So you had to test certain materials to confirm it. Is that the same case in the East and West Coast, guys? Like, are, are they upping those antis where you, it's not really? No. Yeah, well, like when I talk for, like for lead disposal, paint, like lead paint, yeah. asbestos, it's basically airborne. And what I get a little upset about is that if you get a plumber that comes in and they need to make a hole to drill through, whether it could be asbestos laden tiles, vinyl tiles, old school ones, or even going through a ceiling, they just figure in their mindset, it's just one hole I'm drilling. But the point is that you're making the particles go airborne. Mm -hmm. That's the risky part. Yeah. And it's not so much you as a trace person yeah. doing it. It's the yeah. other trades that are working around you that might breathe it in. Right. So when you're dealing with a friable um, yes. asbestos form, um, that that's the risk, right? And um, I, you know, I remember when I first started, my my journeyman sent us down into a, a basement in a church, and I could see the it's almost you know like glass in the because yeah. we were stirring it up as we were crawling, and you know back then I had no idea what it was, and we were kind of just joking that it was asbestos, and and it was of course, but what the you know what that meant, I had no idea. Now. Um, I work in a place where every year I get asbestos awareness training, um, you know, and I walk into a, a you know, a room and I see like, let's say, uh, an elbow that I know is asbestos or I, I open up a, uh, a floor or something and I see something containing. I just step back and uh, we get an abatement team come in depending on the emergency, depends on how, how fast they come in. They, they clear it up. So that's really rare in in Newfoundland, where I live, um, any other plumber, like my brother-in-law is a plumber, um, you know, this guy is is just cutting into walls himself, you know. Uh, so it's it's, I'm I'm definitely the uh, exception to the rule in Newfoundland, where we have a long way to come. And then out west, Marianne, is it yeah, same idea. Yes, asbestos is a sensitive topic for me. Just talking about it gives me lung pains because the first company that I worked for, this is before plumbing, um, I, so I worked for a roofing and like renovation company and we did a lot of attic cribbing for some reason. Um, and I was the one that did all the attic work and they would tell me that they would do asbestos testing, but then I later found out that they weren't. So I went into hundreds of homes that had asbestos in their attic because I now know that if the vermiculite is multicolored, it is asbestos 100%. So make note, young ladies, yeah. if it is color, like has multiple colors in it, it most likely has asbestos in it. So I was like swimming in the stuff for, you know, I only worked for them for a year. So I'm hoping it wasn't enough to actually cause damage. But now it's, you know, we won't get jobs because I'll tell a homeowner, like if we need to open up your wall, we need an asbestos test done. It's for your safety and for ours and not like me. I'm tainted now. I'm hoping not to the point that I'm going to have problems, but because they should be arriving pretty soon, you know, pending what they say about the time frame. But I have, you know, a worker that works with me and I don't want her to be subjected to it because yeah. she's young and I don't want her to have the problems in the future with, with these issues. So I know that there's been times that have come up where it's like yeah well if we need to open up your wall we have to do an asbestos test and they just won't even call back i just want all the or or they'll be like so 
if the wall is already <laughs> open and then you come by, you know, wink, it's like, wink. come on, man. Yeah. Then we'll do an airborne test like, and yeah. find out that it's airborne that you just created. So now we got to hazmat yeah. the whole house like, at this point. No, I just, I want the younger trades that are coming into the industry to understand that don't be afraid to just ask a question. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume that you yeah. should just go running into a burning building and go and sure, I'll go do my job. Like question That's it. Right. If, yeah. if you think it's risk, you should just bring it up. You're not being a pain. You're not being stupid. You're not being anything. You're just asking a question if the site is safe because we have every right to be on a safe site. Exactly. Nobody's job is yeah. worth losing yes. something as yes. delicate as your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Or livelihood. Yeah. Or livelihood, exactly, yeah. that too. Like literally getting lung pains. Okay, moving on then. We're going to move away from the lung pains. <laughs> I, I, outside of the tr like a lack of trades coming into the industry, what is the number one problem with the plumbing industry? Hmm. Uh, well, I service downtown Toronto. and oh, So you got a city of problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these buildings are old and whatnot, but uh, this is more related to Toronto specifically. But if you're driving those larger vehicles like um, the uh, Savannas and whatnot, uh, you can't park anywhere. Above ground parking is almost non-existent and underground parking you will not fit. So you're marching like blocks with your tools and your equipment and God forbid you forget like a supply line because then that's another 20 minute walk back to your truck. I'm lucky that I drive like a small vehicle now. I have a mattress and so I can fit underground. So that's amazing. But when mm. I was with my previous company and I was driving a Savannah, it was a nightmare trying to navigate down that city. So these old, uh, these old cities where the roads are small and the population is very um large it's hard to service those areas yeah i couldn't even imagine i mean yeah. i'm in hamilton but like in the city like that ooh, it's a nightmare but hamilton's getting busy too and it's becoming a slight pain for parking as well isn't it it is i mean i've had a few parking tickets but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh for the most part i mean it's it's okay like, i guess accessibility then is it so like uh, uh, issues with the plumbing industry is just having the accessibility as a trade to get in to do the scope of work that you need to do. Yep. I would say also like for me, um, was finding the right journeyman, um, in throughout, you know, the plumbing. Uh, so like when I first started, I didn't really have the best, like, I guess you could say mentor. So I think finding the right people to, you know, to teach you, I think is super important in the industry as well. And that was one of the things that I struggled with. And I think uh, right now, like I'm in a company that I've worked for for four years and they are absolutely amazing. Um, and I've learned so much more within these four years than I ever have. So I'm really grateful for that. Plenty of mentors there. Uh, yeah. Well, just just my one one my one boss. Okay. Um, yeah. He's taught me a lot in the plumbing industry and he's actually had the patience and the time to really like teach me that, you know, in ways and, and just you know, if I ever get like stuck, I just know that I can call. Yeah. Right. Where as before I, I had companies where like I would call and it's like, sorry, we're six beers in and I can't come to help you. And that feeling of being left at that job, like especially when you're, you know, fairly new, it's like, OK, what do I do? Look up a YouTube video. I mean, I guess I can. But like there was one job I had to leave because I was like, I, I don't know what to do here and I don't have anyone to help me. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. 
You you can give any of us a shout anytime. Too. Oh, I'm yeah, good. You I'm... can actually call me <laughs> anytime. <laughs> I, I will 100% stop what I'm doing and help you Same. out if you ever need Same. some advice. You guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. Like, I'm fairly confident in where I am and, and what I can do. And, uh, you know, it just makes my job like less stressful that's for sure so i feel good now are you, are you <laughs> fighting that goes, that goes for anybody anybody yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 exactly yeah, no for sure <laughs> i, I yeah. totally get that sense but I, I are you getting like do you feel megan that you, you're struggling that you want to just solve it yourself and figure it out yourself if you can't get the help to come i've help you? always yeah so i i'm I'm a little bit stubborn in that way. I, I like to... Welcome uh, to construction. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do things on my own uh, most of the time. And sometimes I just... I feel like I need to ask for more help sometimes. Okay. I think that's my problem now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So being able to um, solve complex issues and just like... It's just, it, just the gratification that comes towards yeah. that in particular, I think is just... It's an amazing experience. How about, how about you guys, Marianne? Uh, problems with the plumbing industry? Is that the question? Well, the number one, I guess Issues? the biggest problem with the plumbing industry outside of lack of trades coming into the industry in general. Um, but yeah. I um, yeah, I mean, I think that definitely lack of trades is the number one uh, or lack of like workers. But I think the number two is I, I personally in my opinion, think that there is a lack of hands-on training when it comes to specific like categories, areas of plumbing. Like there's no real great courses when it comes to boiler installations, boiler takedowns. Like, yes, there's some companies out there that do their specific brand um, training, but it does, there's no like, real good training locally anyways for specific training for a, as a whole you know not just brand specific i think that it would be really helpful to have those different more accessible that don't cost you a million dollars to do those specific train uh you know trainings per different type of job because there's a lot of people doing work out there that really don't know what they're doing you know and it's 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 gonna be more and more with the lack of knowledge out there because all the older plumbers are retiring or retired, you know? So there's already that gap of knowledge that we are missing out on. And it's just going to get worse because all the people that are getting trained now, you know, are, are going to be trained by the people with less experience and less experience. And it's just going to snowball later on. And so if we could have more direct training on specific subjects, I think that that would be wouldn't that be interesting if the government started a program that if you were into your later career of a trade, you're getting mm -hmm. close to retiring, they actually paid you to basically become a spokesperson on tutorials. That would be a, that's a great idea. Actually. I'm not a politician. A I'm just idea. coming up with the ideas and throwing it at them, but they're not listening, right? Because uh, there's more shuffling going on in government these days than, than a casino. That's all I'm going to say, right? There's that's a lot right. of <laughs> You got to start those YouTube videos early. Well, that, but to your point, mm -hmm. though, there's a lot of YouTube videos with misinformation and it's more about, I find, ego. Yes, that's true. Yeah. 
it's like I get rid of the ego part and can we get to the class like i never what i remember about my best teachers in school whether it was in you know grade school high school or post school it was the ones that really cared and they were passionate and they didn't really care about like their ego or their personality or whatever they just wanted to educate you and get it out there but i find with social media everyone has to have this ego first and then yeah. lesson second Mm -hmm. yeah which kind of frustrates you and you you want to try to scrub the video and then you're kind of not happy with how it's being taught to you right right oh ego ego is not your amigo that's the first thing i tell them <laughs> 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 my apprentices know that they don't ego they is don't not walk your amigo. The they they gotta you're gonna make another it. sticker you're gonna make another sticker for that one <laughs> make another sticker but that's it because yeah. You, you you walk onto any job site thinking you know it all, you're not gonna learn anything. You gotta you gotta drop mm -hmm. it, you gotta ask for help when you need it, you gotta recognize that you're never going to know everything, that everything can be a school day if you're open to it. And then, you know, Absolutely. Just, just 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 let it flow and the information comes to you. As long as you don't have that ego trying to trying to kill your buzz. What sets Doll apart is their dedicated team of experts who are always ready to offer their technical support. Whether you have questions about installation, troubleshooting, or product specifications, Dahl's knowledgeable professionals are there to assist you. Their expertise ensures that you have the necessary resources and guidance to successfully complete your projects. Check out Dahl at www.dahlvalve.com and on social at Dahlvalve. Uh, you brought up a good point there, Marianne, about the companies. And should we have more companies offer more training that are to the point, so to speak? So maybe they dissect their product line where it's not. I, I noticed when I was starting to do a lot of the PKs out there, you would come and they would give you a sprinkle of this, a sprinkle of that, and you would get a taste of every little mm -hmm. thing. And I'm like, I'd rather you guys focus the entire visit on this one aspect. Can we just learn all about mm -hmm. this? Let's have the pleasantries. Let's have some food. And then let's get to business and just learn this. Would you guys like to yeah. see more of that from all the companies? Yeah, and maybe even focus, like the ones that I've been to, mind you, you know, very informative or whatnot, I still I still take training courses because I like to be up on technology. And I am one of those people that know that I don't know it all, and I never will. And I like to broaden my knowledge on all aspects of the, the, the different types of plumbing that I do. And I think that more than two hours or three hours per training course would be really helpful because most of them are only an afternoon or a morning, you know, and, and you can only scratch the top of the surface on that. I think like a full day, two days, three days a week, maybe companies can pay for an employee to do that. You know, I know it's out of pocket, but the outcome of that would be so beneficial. Like I would definitely pay for that for an employee hundred percent. It's an ROI. You, know, you would see the ROI on that for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because then I wouldn't be the one doing it all the time, you know. Yeah. Because when it comes to the technical stuff, yes, I have the knowledge, and when it not everything, like I said, but when it comes to the jobs that I do, where it's only me that has the knowledge, I go to go do those jobs, you know. And it's making it so it's very limited on the amount of people out there doing those. So if we can just broaden that knowledge out there to the to the employees and to people that want to learn you know you still got to sign up for it but yeah. I don't know I think accessibility is a really huge thing that we need out there I think one of the best parts of being a uh, part of 
my local union is the opportunity for education and touching on what you said there, Marianne, about um, that old knowledge is starting to retire and we're going to lose that. Like that is very frightening. I have thought about that before and I don't like that thought. Um, but being uh, with the union, they offer these courses that um, can uh, help you in your career and understand what you're looking at and uh, um you can get additional licensing through the union and stuff like that. Med gas, your uh, gas licenses, backflow. I got kicked out of the backflow course What'd before I even started. I was a 30-year apprentice, and they were like, yeah, you can't write. And I, like, actually wanted to cry. So <laughs> is that my camera? Okay, 46. <laughs> no, 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 that's the webcam for them. Uh, your, your camera's where's my there. camera? Your camera's there. Can I please, <laughs> like, get my backflow ticket? I regret that. <laughs> I was. I gave so mine up. Sad. I found it was way too boring. I oh couldn't really? Do it. I was like, I can't sit. I can't sit in front of this stopwatch anymore. I was like, just take it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but it's nice to be, ha be part of something that can give you that knowledge, give you that licensing, and um, having those additional tickets makes you very employable. So uh, that is definitely, mm -hmm. if you have an opportunity to get additional licensing and further your education, you should definitely, definitely take advantage of that uh, opportunity for sure. I, I wanted to ask all you guys, um, how important or do you see the younger trades getting into the industry, understanding the value of their presence when they walk onto either a commercial or a residential homeowner's site? What they look like, what they smell like, what they act like. Do, do they quickly realize how important these these nonverbal talking points are screaming at your clientele? Are, because I'm sure that you guys are conscious of this. We have a, a brand to uphold. We have an image to uphold. Uh, I think that stigma of a plumber, crack, bum, that kind of thing is all gone and, and everything's like that's not us anymore. Mm -hmm. So are the younger trades understanding that I have to show <laughs> up with a good T-shirt, right? I have to show up a clean T-shirt. Mm -hmm. I can't smell like uh, weed, like stuff like that. Those little I'm, things, right? I'm getting 50-50. So um, I'll get half <laughs> of say apprentices who you really got to kind of drill it into their heads. Like you cannot be this way if you want to be successful. And then I've got some who, you know, will just absorb everything I say like they're a thirsty puppy. So it's, it, you know, it's. Some, it's it's 50 50 for sure you know whether or not they want to listen to you like that's you know, half of that that's their parents too right oh like, yeah, yeah let's go back to the parents i'm not their mom <laughs> but i tell them that you know part of their apprenticeship is learning how to actually be an adult i would say that marianne any thoughts yeah 50 50 that's very much the same some of them it's like if you're gonna wear the whale tail can you please pull your pants up? You know, What's it's a like you gotta tail? have the conversation yeah, every panties. day. Oh. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, or maybe not bright red is like the option. I don't know, but and then there's the other ones that know. You know, if we're doing this specific job. If we're doing a roughing, wear your dirty shirt. Cause it's going to get dirty. My, my question but is when I see the man wearing the whale tail. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a, a thing that's, though. It's a, it's a question. <laughs> I just question I'm it. Not, I'm, not, we don't yeah, I'm not here to judge, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I recently had a young guy who kept showing up with, it was like eight o'clock in the morning showing up with a monster. And I'm like, please don't bring that. Oh, into, wow. Oh my God. You know, like, 
Like, just like leave it, leave it in your truck, bring it, uh, you know, open it at the break. See, but see like, all these I don't little things. Yeah, yeah, I just don't want to have a professional environment where we're walking in and you've got, you know, your toolbox and a monster. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't like that look, mm-hmm. you know, like you're if you're if it's eight o'clock you're working right i'm the same as smokers like i'm not a smoker well i mean cigars are not smoking but i mean like guys that just the butts and everything like that i'm sorry cigars are not smoking (laughs) (laughs) but i would never do that on a job site i never have done that on a job site um but the just the smokers just the butts and just being inconsiderate whether it's a public sidewalk or if it's a job site it's just like all these people are watching and, and if you're they're mm-hmm. watching and they see something that they're not a fan of, they'll remember your brand for that mm-hmm. and not what you really are all about. That's Agreed. the part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I understand like we are blue collar, but there is a degree of professionalism yes. that you need to portray in this trade, especially if you feel that getting people into the trade is important. You need to make sure that people are perceiving you in a professional way because you really are a skilled person. It's important that you... Um, appear that way to people uh that plumber's crack i wish it was a thing of the past but my god like i i tuck in my there? Shirt. oh it's still there and it's pale but you need to <laughs> and it's pale <laughs> the ones i see and forestry <laughs> a little bit <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah welcome to construction life where we'll draw a picture for you very clearly (laughs) the imagery (laughs) but yeah you gotta tuck in those shirts and wear a belt and um especially um like marianne said before but when you walk in sometimes people aren't going to take you very seriously so these are just little tiny things that you can do to like help yourself as well and also help your trade appear more professional Although I must say, like, I, I do struggle with, like, well, not really struggle, but, like, I'm always messy. Like, my, my I'm full of glue. I'm always full of, like, just everything. It's really, like, if I was to try to keep up with, like, I guess the standard, I would have to, like, get a new pair of pants, like, once no, every two weeks. Oh, fair. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know? my pants are like, a mess. I feel like pants don't count. Yeah. yeah. shirt, yeah. like, I try and keep a fairly clean ish shirt it's gonna have the odd spots of glue here and there but for me for the like until they stand up on end i feel like the pants don't count agreed <laughs> they, and the yes. fun and. is that just me is that just me because my pants are like disgusting oh, yeah always. mine too it doesn't matter always. if they're brand new or not they are because i use them as a napkin yeah all the which time it's hard to break that habit when yes. you are not in your work clothes, by I the way. I know, <laughs> I know. And then you feel terrible because you just ruined your favorite pants that are not work pants. Yeah. I know. It, it is I'd, I'd love to go down the rabbit hole of building code and inspectors. Any interesting stories or are we all good? Everybody's playing nice. Do we have ridiculous codes these days? Uh, <laughs> We, I, I, I don't know, like, no. I'll do homes every now and then, um, just kind of like as like a little fun thing to do. And the last time I did a home, I, uh, I realized that we had to, our rough-ins, because it was a, actually a, a, a house that had burned down and they built it back up again. So I was doing the plumbing and when I roughed in the uh, vanity, I roughed in the two-inch, the wet vent inside the wall. Um now uh, we're not allowed to put two inch <laughs> inside the wall. So I had to uh, offset the wet vent for the drain portion of it. And then I had, of course, 
once it got to the uh, venting portion, I could go back into the wall because it was inch and a half. So I had to, you know, tell the homeowners like, yeah, your vanity, that beautiful vanity you just purchased, we're going to have to cut that. We're going to have to cut a hole through it um, to get that two inch drain up through because it's, it, it had to come up through the floor because they're not allowing two inch in, in homes yeah. because the of the exterior, R value. Exterior walls, that's why, right? They would have, they would have, yeah, so they, they would have, I was just uh, kind of figuring out, wait a minute, why would it, but yeah, it's yeah, exterior yeah. walls. No, so. Sorry, it's, it is exterior and it is for our value, but they weren't allowing uh, the two inch uh, drains. So any exterior drainage had to be, had to sub up up through the floor. And of course that, that changes your cabinetry, your vanities. Uh, it's, it looks hideous for somebody who like really likes my plumbing to look um seamless uh that was devastating for me i was like what a terrible uh code could you not fur out the wall at that point was that yeah, not an so, option so i i suggested it um but of course it, you know the homes down in newfoundland i don't know if uh, anybody yet you you've seen them i'm uh, not i'm not familiar with megan them. yeah but uh but we have really small homes here small townhouses small homes and um you know, for the most part, uh, if for you to furl out a wall, you're losing like oh. you're you're talking another four inches off off that room, right? So you know, it's at that stage, it's just it looks horrendous. Yeah. I don't I don't like bulkheads anyways or yeah. furled out walls. Yeah, I remember when that code came out. Yeah, I yeah, we have a, a new inspector in town. Because the last one who was great retired, and man, is she! Oh yeah. Uh-oh. yeah. I'm glad that I don't do name. much. Which which words do you want to use? Do they begin with well, F and end with F? Like I don't understand. What kind of? It may start with C and end with T. Oh, okay. Who she's, knows? She's that good. She's really good. Okay. I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with her a lot because being residential and I really I I stay far away from new construction as much as I can like I'll do renos but I do not like new construction no not into yeah. it um so I don't have to deal with inspectors a whole lot but I have had some instances with her and so has everybody else in this town that has to deal with her and she is literally the walking devil Oh no! Is she uh, new like, to being an inspector by any chance? Because maybe yeah, she's yeah, okay. And she has yeah. no experience in that field. Yeah. She she was like a, she's an art architect. I don't know what she is. Exactly. Is she trying to Did prove something? Is she just trying to prove something, or is she just being I really? I think strict? so. Yeah, and she's just like she's costing people so much money, and she'll be failing jobs that um, have already been passed by other inspectors on like mm-hmm. previous stages. Oh, wow. so, so nobody yeah. nobody wants to challenge her. Nobody wants to take it to the next supervisor, or like yeah, nobody wants well, to. Well, I mean, I I don't have to deal with her enough to do that. Mm-hmm. But she actually, like, I just built a shop, and she was doing the final on it, and I took the day off so I could meet her. Which, as we know, plumbers make some bank, so a full day is you know some change for sure. Well, I took the whole day off to meet her, and she shined me. Didn't call, uh-huh. didn't anything, and oh man, was I pissed. I can have a bit of a temper sometimes. I went down to their building, which is like 
right down the road from where I am and put a nice letter on the front door for her saying how unimpressed I was about having to take the day off work to meet her. And she called me at eight o'clock that night apologizing. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> like I know people down at your like place of business that are higher up and I may have to go to them about this. And she showed up at six o'clock in the six thirty the next morning and passed it. She didn't even know what she was looking at. (laughs) She didn't even know what a barbecue box was. How is that weird? You know? How does she not? How does she not know that? She hasn't read the whole book. Uh, Because she just doesn't have the experience. Didn't know what the wall furnace was. Like, I got a wall furnace in the shop. No idea what it was. Stop. This is embarrassing. This is like it's so yeah, yeah. And you know, I couldn't even deal with her I, because I was so mad from the day before that I sent um my partner out and and he's worse than I am because he's like <laughs> passive aggressive roofer, you know, like he'll make you feel this big with talking to you normally, you know. Like I never want to off a roofer. Oh man, and he just went to town with her. It was great. I was like watching on the camera like the surveillance <laughs> camera. Loving <laughs> it up. <laughs> it was just great. And over here in Anyways, Toronto, yeah. do you guys anything with the uh, building code and inspectors how they've been these days um in my experience with inspectors, they don't linger long. They kind of walk through the house, they peek and you know, I I mean, I don't think the inspection lasted more than like two minutes. And this is in residential. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're supposed to show up at 8, they show up at 11, and they're gone by 11.05. So that's my wow. experience with them. The plumbing, uh, one of the plumbing inspectors that I had, I mean, they were pretty good. Um, it was actually one of the first houses I did on my own. And uh, it was three bathrooms. Um and it w- they were on a well, so I did, like, pressure tank pumps and stuff like that. Um, but the only one thing that I got wrong was that I, I it was too much of a slope for the one three-inch drain line. But the vent, like, the furnace was in the way. So I had to, like, cut it and offset it um, to kind of make that slope uh, not as sloped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- so yeah, that was the only thing that I ever had, like, an issue with in terms of, but it, not not that more of my work. But, <laughs> but can you not question them saying, okay, can you prove to me that it's too much of a slope based on these numbers? It, it definitely was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it definitely was for sure. It was just the furnace was like in the way of where I needed to go. Um, so, cause I was, I was doing a three piece, uh, rough in like in, in between a furnace and a outside wall. So I was like this, like in, mm. like, and it was a tough spot and yeah, so but I guess just the older I get, the more I'm willing to challenge. Yeah. The younger are. I was, the more I was nervous to challenge. Right. Yeah. It's like, be, you know, you're a teenager being pulled over by the cops for the first time. And you, what are you you're like? The end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. You pull me over now. It's like, let's have a conversation. We're going to talk now. This mm-hmm. is how it's going to all work out. Right. So you're not uh, afraid I of it anymore. Tried, Sorry. I definitely tried to talk to, uh, I tried to talk my way out of having to uh, sub out those trains. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, had, I had the inspector come in. I was like. I like his name is Don and I'm like, come on, Don, like just this one house, like we'll do it all. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, Danielle, just do it. You idiot. <laughs> well, it's nice that you're having that. See, we're communicating. That's all you got to say. Yeah. We're, we're communicating, yeah. right? We could oh, hate each other, but we're communicating. That's right. <laughs> What's the number one thing about customer service for you guys? Making sure that they know um, that they're safe with me. 
Also educating um, your clientele is really beneficial because you don't want to keep going back to that building for the same issue over and over again. I think helping them understand what's occurring in their building and why is like half the battle with preventative maintenance. And then that also establishes trust with the client because then they understand that like, oh yeah, she doesn't want to be here either. So I think it's really <laughs> important to uh, to really communicate with your clients and let them know what exactly is going on. Yeah, I think that's what I meant by safety is like I want them when they see me that they know that they're going to get the job done right mm-hmm. and there's going to be communication. And at the end of it, like they're, they're not going to feel like they're getting ripped off, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, education is key for sure. But you guys yeah. ever get clients just with a glazed look over their eyes and like they have no idea what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that happens all the time. Oh, yes. And then Definitely. that glaze I mean, turns into you're, you're upselling like... us, right? Do they, they <laughs> fear that you're upselling us? We Like you're just trying to sell something that we really may not need. I don't get that no? a lot. Like I have, I have had the odd person that thought that I was ripping them off. I guess they had had bad experiences with plumbers in the past and – they're like, well, you're just trying to upsell me on a new tankless. And I was like, no, your tankless is pooch because it was installed really poorly to the point that the unit failed. And yeah, they were like convinced that I was just trying to sell them on a new one. I was like, honestly, like, then don't. Yeah. Because I'm like, I am actually the opposite of a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I'm like the worst. Don't hire <laughs> me for sales because I suck at it. I'm like, no, nah, you don't need that. No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, they have these features. Yes. But I mean, realistically, if you want the more economical cost, then you can really just go with this. I like to go or give the options of all of the above. But when it comes to like, if it were my house is my usual go to stay saying. Because mm-hmm. I know what I want. That's how you would and, do it. Yeah. You know, then that's how I would do it. Yeah. So, but when it comes to actually like upselling, oh God, no, I can't do it. Yeah. I know you I'm guys so go bad. into all different types of rooms, mechanical or residential, all kinds of stuff. Do you guys cringe when you sometimes see what was left from the last plumber? And all the time. I know that you guys take a lot of pride <laughs> in what, how you guys leave it. But how important is that lesson to understand that while you're working, you're clean, you're organized, and how you leave it regarding valves and, you know, plates and and just how tidy it is in in certain areas, uh, how to try to make it more efficient. And also in the back of your head, always thinking about future service Mm -hmm. calls, right? Mm -hmm. Are we we getting more and more pride-filled plumbers out there that are understanding that these little techniques are very valuable? 50-50. 50 50 really I would, huh? I would say less than that even really yeah, yeah. for me there's my, a lot of is, yeah right wow. like when you say like plumbers coming into it like i'll i'll have some apprentices who i'll tell them like if you want it tidier you can do it this way like oh you know if i come back it has to be cleaned up job's not finished unless it's clean mm-hmm. and some of them just take that and they're like okay that's that's who i am uh some of them i'm like remember what i said for the last six months like you know or does this look tidy to you because it doesn't look tidy to me and they're like oh it's good enough so i'm getting like 50 50 who are like yeah this is how i want the job done um and then i'm getting you know some who are like this is good enough i don't like the good enough one but i I think you can work with them and and try to get them i hope (laughs) are you guys here in the studio um well, with in terms of like tidying up, of course, I'll tidy up my work. But there's some times where they don't want us like if I'm doing uh, on call and it's like 
one in the morning and I'm dealing with a backup. They actually don't want me there to clean because now I'm there on double time and it's cheaper for their cleaners who they have on staff to follow up with me. So like they want me out of there quick. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always a little bit of a trip though to like walk out of a site and I'm like, can I at least have like a wet floor sign if you're not going to give me a mop? Because like I just, I don't want to be like, in trouble if anything happens but yeah they a lot of people like don't want plumbers to clean because they're too expensive that I've, makes sense I've, I've got a, I've got yeah. a Portuguese wet, wet floor sign over there that works <laughs> <laughs> can I have it <laughs> so you know I, I because I know that you guys will come in and see and it's like you always get that story that horror story it's like what were they thinking when they were leaving this like they mm-hmm. thought the job was done at that time the job wasn't done that's part of the job right mm-hmm. But you guys are educating your apprentice that way, right? Like they're, that's those lessons are, and you you probably heard them as well too, Megan, when you were coming into the business that that was part of it. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely having a tidy. I mean, like I don't, like I don't have my own business yet or anything like that, so I haven't really like, you know, had much perspective on other people. But um, I, I do know that um, having a clean workspace is definitely definitely key. Um, I I definitely have uh, certain standards that I follow in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and clean your trucks. My God. Some people's <laughs> trucks are like, they're dangerous. You can't go in there. That's dangerous. But yeah. I or don't. all the lunches on the dash. Yeah. Actually, that's how you break your windshield is if you hit the brakes and there's something heavy on your dash, it's going to crack your windshield. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, my old journeyman had a disaster of a truck. And like, I mean, I knew where everything was. It was like an organized mess, but I knew like the longer I stayed here, the more likely I was to fall out of this truck and it's high up and it wouldn't be pretty. Like, and that's an avoidable hazard. And like one day it's going to happen to him. And like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to fall out of your truck. I can see though why it it is tough sometimes to keep things clean though. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when you have had a long day, you're like, I just want to put my tools... At this end point. the day. I, I just want to end the so, day. So yeah, I think we all have, uh, you know, I think we all have things to kind of improve on too, right? Like I do, anyways, on you know some of my stuff that I need to organize more of. Which, I'm, yeah, pack out. Yeah, mm-hmm. pack outs. Yeah, it's a game changer. Game changer. Game changer. I used to just like I used to be a disaster. My truck van was a disaster, and then pack out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always had like some sort of method to keep my vans fairly clean and organized. Um, it was harder when the van, when I like with the last company I worked with, because it was just a regular sized um, cargo van. And then when I bought the company, I'd had that as well, which I shelved out and it was fine. But as soon as you start diving into like all different types of plumbing, you know, you're into drain cleaning, you're into mechanical, you're doing gas you accumulate a lot of stuff right and so i ended up getting a cube van which was fine except for my fuel bills and that was parking that was great uh you know what i've never really had issues with parking because i've always driven vans or trucks i actually have never owned a car you should see when i drive a car it's it's comical because i drive them like vans (laughs) hilarious wide right turns okay wide turns yeah um so the cube van was great really hard on fuel but then i got my sprinter which i shelved out and then once i started going to the pack outs it was just like because i already have my shelves there and then i started getting all the mounting plates 
and putting like the shelves, like the toolbox shelves in. I was like, oh man, this, I was just in my glory, you know, like spent my life savings putting it together, but man, is it deadly. (laughs) So you guys as plumbers, you get a lot of questions asked of you of what do you think? Like Marianne, you mentioned this, like, what are your thoughts on something like that? So you'll get a lot of clients or I guess people in the commercial world, you get a lot of supers that are asking you, can you decide on what we're going to use? Can you, because you guys get that final decision. So do a lot of plumbers these days choose inferior products to still get the job done? So we go back to the good enough. So if you're choosing a fitting or if you're choosing something that's a little more inferior, like, or fittings or faucets, things like that. Um, are you guys choosing better quality because you know that you won't have to come back or are you choosing the one that fits the budget of the, of the job, the scope of work? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like I'll, I don't mind if the homeowner buys their own fixtures, it really doesn't bother me at all. I'll put in whatever you have, but it's not under warranty. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so make that choice. Yes, the one that I bring is going to be a better quality, probably won't have a callback. You know, you always get the odd lemon. But if there is something wrong, at least I'm coming back for free. But if you buy your own, then it's all on you, you know? So I always give the option. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I would never recommend to somebody that they install a faucet they got at Ikea. even even if it holds for a little while. Just and went needs, right to Ikea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I just, uh, like, or what, where do you get those cartridges? Like, those aren't serviceable. Mm-hmm. Like, and even yeah. if you probably tried to repair it, the second you open it up, it'll never go back together the same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like plumbers get a lot of input in terms, at least, like, with the finishings and stuff like that. Normally, I feel like it's a, the client or the GC who gets to select the fixtures and finishings and stuff like that. And we kind of just go in and install it. Uh, you can always like put your two cents in, but whether or not they mm-hmm. care is, is not a really different listening. story. Yeah. So uh, when they should be, yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely should be. And like an Ikea faucet, like, I don't know. I don't know if you want to use that. Like when you go under your sink a week from now to clean up, you're going to be like, Oh, Where's this water coming from? And like my vanity is like bowing. Like that's not a good thing. No. Yeah. Is, is plumbing technology just advancing too fast or not fast enough? Joining the ranks of tens of tens of thousands of satisfied doll customers allows you to experience the doll difference firsthand. You can trust in the quality and the durability of their products backed by a company with a longstanding reputation for excellence. With Doll, you're not just purchasing a great product, but you're also gaining a reliable partner that is committed to your success. Check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and on social at Doll Valve. Are you guys getting bombarded? I would say not fast. Well, I mean, it's, we've, we've come a long way from, you know, where we used to be. Um, but I do think that there are so many improvements and innovations that this plumbing industry can really improve on. Um, I guess one of the things being, uh, look at all of our water quality issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, That's a very good point. You know, uh, there's a lot of man-made chemicals getting into our water supplies nowadays. And as a plumber, I'm concerned because I install these systems. Um, and so, like, for instance, there's PFOS that, are, that is getting into the water supply now. There's things like lead, aging infrastructure, stuff like that. And, you know, being able to have the proper technologies of filtration systems to be able to properly filter that out for someone to be drinking, I think needs to be improved on a lot. 
Um, just because like, for instance, PFOS, right? Um, that is a man-made chemical and it can, sorry, it can affect a person at a parts per trillion. So, um, so to find the technologies to be able to reduce it to a parts per trillion is super complex and they're working on it right now. So yeah, I think, uh, in terms Are of you seeing an uptick from clients going, let's have a conversation about this? Because now you, you're going to start implementing your own filtration systems in your own place and also commercial residences as well? Yeah, well, I think that it's a level of awareness that I think needs to happen. A lot of education around this topic um, in particular. I think a lot of people don't actually know what they're really drinking when they're drinking from their water resources. I think one of the things I ask people is, what is, do you know where your water is coming from? And oftentimes people don't even know that question, that don't even know how to answer that because they don't, they don't know. They don't know where it's coming from. They don't know what is supplying, what materials are supplying their water, right? They don't know if they had, have lead piping in their homes, right? I think that is super important, knowing what kind of lead is in your home or what kind of um, piping is in your home because if you have lead, and let's just say the water treatment plant isn't putting orthophosphate to coat that lining of that lead, you're going to have higher levels of lead in that water, yeah. right? Or you're going to have incidences like um, Michigan, right, where they had high levels of lead in that water. Um, and the thing is, is that people uh, didn't have the technologies to really combat the amount of lead that went into these uh, homes, Right. So like if you put a Brita filter in with the amount of lead that came out of that faucet, that would not be effective at filtering the amount mm-hmm. of lead that was in there. Right. So, yeah. Have you guys from out east and out west, have you guys had lovely Toronto water? Well, uh, I will not. <laughs> well, Newfoundland actually is known for arsenic and known for uranium. Really? Yeah. yeah we have uh, we have free government testing for arsenic. So like I like recently, uh, actually we spoke about this at the bar. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I recently got my well tested because it's free testing. You just drop it down, get a sample, drop it down. You follow the instructions, and um, thankfully my well is uh, is is a healthy one. Can I note um, to that there? Yeah, can I, Sorry? Can, I, can I, okay, I want to, I want to just add something to that though. The only thing and the most common misconception that most people have is yes, there is resources available for, through the government to be able to, um, you know, test your well water. But the thing is, is that like, what about all the other stuff that might be in there that you don't know of? Like, let's just say there was pesticides being sprayed right in the distance, um, but you didn't know about it. And then, um, you know, like, the government doesn't cover herbicides and pesticides and you have that in your well water, that's not something that is covered, right, by the, um, by the government. So I, I think, yeah, in terms of in innovation and education around, you know, the things that are in our water supply, I think is super important, that level of awareness. So, But I mean, outside of the health, which I totally agree with you on, is yeah. very risky. It's also creating more damaging risks to all the products that people are spending a lot of time and money on and then you guys coming in and servicing installing these products and then you're having failures when they shouldn't be failing right yeah and how do you communicate with your clients on that level try to explain to them that it's not necessarily the product it's more about the infrastructure yeah there's tons of devices that are very sensitive to elements that can be in the water and 
things shouldn't be um, uh, shouldn't be installed unless they're downstream of a filter. There's definitely tons of things, and that makes installation, at least your initial installation costs, pretty expensive for some mm -hmm. people, which is a pain in the butt, but it's important if you want your devices to have any kind of longevity. Would you guys be open to collaborations or have you guys collaborated with like, have you, I know that you guys have probably connected at some point, but have you guys worked together on job sites or have you guys interested in working together and expanding that reach? So I would love that. That would be a bit far. A bit far. We're a little far. Yeah. 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 It's a road trip. Opposite, it's a plane trip. Like a 20 the hour drive to work. Of the country. <laughs> No, but I, I, I love I love that idea. I've talked to um, like Eric from Mechanical Hub. Like I'll be, you know, eventually going over and and spending like a week with him. Oh, that'd um, be so cool. Nice. Yeah, and uh, like the the whole idea. Like I I love seeing it myself. Like especially because I've been on Instagram for so long. Like when I see, uh, you know, two people I follow like hang out and work together, I'm just like, I yeah. just eat it right up. <laughs> Meeting of the I minds. Like what's going on there? We got to figure yeah. out. Yeah, no problem yeah, solving. Yeah, and especially when, you know, one is a, you know, we'll say a, a specialist in, in sewer and drainage, and then you've got one heating guy, and, mm -hmm. and they're in different worlds, you know. I, I really love watching that um, watching that go down. Like, when people go, because Pro Drains, Rob, he has guys come, and, and he trains them from Instagram. He's all, all the time saying, like, guys, come in. I'll teach you how to line a, a sewer pipe. Um, and we'll put it on Instagram. And he's done that a few times. Um, and like, I think Instagram is incredible that way. So like collabs, I I eat that up, man. I think it's mm. incredible. I agree with you. I totally would like to see a lot more manufacturers go, listen, why don't we get this person from here and this person from Like, it'd be great to get a plumber from every province and territory in Canada and just meet somewhere and solve a problem. Ah, oh, be incredible, sweet. especially yeah. considering how different our our landscapes are yes. and the, the the environmental issues that we all run into. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, super plumbers. <laughs> super plumber, like a Justice League of plumbers or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Is that what it is? The plumbing hall of Canada or something. Yes. How do you guys? It's all pack out walls. It's all block block pack outs. That's what it is. So you'll I'd find it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, marketing wise, how are you guys? It's a different landscape back in the old days because obviously plumbers and every other trade. What was it? It was a magnetic sticker slapped on the side of the door panel, and that was yeah. the marketing extent of it. And then they got really savvy with lawn signs. Right. And through the lawn signs on there. Right. What are we doing differently these days? What are we to get our message out there, to get our brand out there, to get our face? It's lovely just, stickers. Yeah, stickers. <laughs> uh, I think there's also tools on social media where you can uh, promote posts and whatnot. And uh, I think Facebook has some kind of technology. I haven't looked into it because I, I don't have a company that I'm trying to push. But um, I believe that when you look up like you're looking for plumbers uh facebook can actually push suggestions and if you pay into it i think to a degree um facebook will push your company to their suggestion to people who facebook already knows is looking for plumbers uh kind of creepy technology but it's uh you can definitely use it for yourself smart traded mm -hmm. yeah and you guys are seeing the same thing on your your neck of the woods yeah, social, yeah, I mean, media is yeah so. social media is huge for sure. I mean, I I personally 
have quite a large disconnect between my social media and like Instagram and TikTok and my actual business. I don't mm. really join the two. Some people, you know, some of my clients do follow me on Instagram, but um, but for the most part, it's very much separate. You know, I'll post the odd thing on my Facebook business page, but I'm I'm more of the word of mouth because I'm already maxed out with how many jobs I can take and I'm already busy enough that I I have to turn away so much work that I try not to market much of the business on on social media or at all really. I drive a van that has basically a billboard on the side of it. So people see our vans around and then we get word of mouth and that's pretty much it. I use Instagram and TikTok and and that type of social media almost strictly for just promoting the trades Mm -hmm. and trying to get people into it. That's why I started it all. I kind of got muscled into it actually because I was very reluctant. I was a late onto the Instagram platform you know I yeah I got uh, I got forced into it for the most part by Mm. some women that I know and I was reluctant should you be holding a newspaper right now or something like that I don't understand what's going on here you're forced (laughs) into this thing (laughs) well you know they sort of you know Blink twice I was reluctant (laughs) 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 you know they were just like well you really should should be on social media because of you know you're super inspiring you know what you do not everybody does it and it's like <sighs> but i've already i had already been i kind of you know, love marianne that you're saying that you use it just to promote the trade and the work and then lastly you use it to promote your business i kind of like that i i don't use it to promote my business no no like last you, it's, it's the last yeah, thought of yeah. it right like you're focusing, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're focusing yeah, more on the yeah. trade itself and the industry itself and yeah the because we don't there. have workers you know yeah. and it's a really big problem so if i can help out in some way that i can by making it look inviting you know yeah, yeah maybe i do i am one of those people that glamorize it a bit because i don't show the crummy stuff as much the crummy part of the job i in my opinion is not it's not crummy. crummy work. Yeah. You know, like if I'm dealing with the plug drain, like I was never a service plumber before. I was a new construction plumber. That's what I did. And gas fitter. You know, I did everything was new construction. So service side of things is fairly new to me, you know, within the last 10 years anyways. And um, so I, I don't even know where I was going now. I lost my train of thought. ADD. No, uh, social media marketing, <laughs> social media marketing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we don't have, people going into the trade as much as we need. So I'm trying to make it look inviting for people, you know, and yes, I show the full trade. I don't show mostly the crummy side of it. I don't know if we can swear, but the shitty side of it, Mm -hmm. because it's all when it comes to the people, the clients, you know, not all of them. Most of them are fabulous, but you get the odd bad one. Yeah. Sometimes the job won't go as planned and it sucks when it happens. Sometimes you have product failure and you have a leak and that sucks, especially when it's a bad one. And have I ever posted one of those? No, I am grateful. I haven't had one recently, but you know, it's all, it's all part of it. But I, I guess, yes, when it comes to like glamorizing the trade, I am guilty of that 100%. Yeah. So, but I'm trying to get people to come into it and I'm scared of it. You know, I post the bad (laughs) stuff and the good stuff that happens. You should be posting both sides. Yeah. I post the gross stuff too. Like I'll be pulling out like the massive like Mm. hair. See, that's not bad. That in my opinion (laughs) is a bad, that I post too. I just don't 
post the stuff where I get like super frustrated or, oh, you know, yeah. because oh, I, yeah. it, it happens, you know, like I get frustrated on the job sometimes, but I don't ever post that because yeah. one, I don't want people to see that side. Of yeah. <laughs> and two, I'm frustrated. So I'm the last thing I'm going to do is go set up my camera and video myself being all pissed off mm-hmm. at the situation. You know, <laughs> it's just not good. Oh man. I, like, I, I posted a broken sink. So I, I glued the sink to the to the to the stone and I wasn't yeah. confident that it was tight enough. So right. then I, I reefed uh, it even a little yeah. bit more tighter and then I left. I'm like, I'm done. That's good. Then I get a phone call, uh, come back and I cracked the sink because I put too much pressure on yeah. it. So then I posted the picture and I got a whack of likes likes and comments mm-hmm. because I owned yeah. it. I owned mm-hmm. that I messed it up, right? Yeah. And then I took the People sink. Love- they just, People love that reality. Yeah, like you just, like mm-hmm. it, sure, it happened. I was a little, uh, I guess, just a little too aggressive with the tightness of it and yeah. thinking that it was going to be a, a perfect seal. But then I just, I made it too tight. And then it just, it was a nasty crack, like like a nasty crack. And then I had to order a new sink and then I had to take out that old sink out Ugh. there without damaging the stone. Mm-hmm. And then it was just slow things. But then you fix it and you post it and you tell the story and you're like, yeah, I owned it. So I got the love yeah. because I owned it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what goes back to tradespeople being problem solvers. So, sure, I created the problem. I'm the bad guy. So then I'm also the good guy because I figured it out. Right. Yeah. And it's important to keep it real that way because that's real life. Like, you're not going to go out there and be perfect every single day. Like, we're not machines. And even if we were We're like politicians. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And machines fail too. So, it's important to, uh, to a degree, like keep it real. And uh, what Marianne said, I, I do the same thing. I do not post my psychotic episodes because sometimes like plumbing no. like makes me psycho. You don't like, want to see it. Oh, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> see it. Uh, uh, one time my fo- my old foreman had come in while I was working on something and I was getting frustrated and I was like swearing uh, by myself like like a lunatic and he was filming it and I was like wow and he put it on his story <laughs> oh, and no. everything and I was like I'm in on this joke but like. Uh, Thank God I have a boyfriend because there's no way I'd get one after this. Because, uh, yeah, I went full psycho. I was full psycho by myself in a basement being crazy. You went all the way to become an electrician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went crazy. I want to see this video. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, also. Sign me up. I'd, I'd love to yeah. know from you guys, tank or tankless? What do you guys prefer? Tankless. There's not much, yeah, there's not much tankless uh, around my island. Okay. No? Really? No, it's I, that's what I figured. Really? I figured it'd be mostly tank, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly tank here, yeah. So yeah, tankless, tank. Marianne, okay, and you guys, tank. tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of experience with uh, tankless except for the combi boilers, and um, so I would go with tank. I feel like they're so easy, so easy. Do you guys put in yeah. the condensation neutralizers when you do the tankless though? I've Depends never on heard when them. I, when I the rare occasion I do do them, yes. Yeah. yeah. Depends on where it's going. Right. If it's like going into copper cast metal yeah. of any degree normally, then yeah, neutralize yeah. it for sure. I'd love to yeah. get all four of your thoughts on design of plumbing fixtures these days. Who's actually killing it and who's destroying it? <laughs> yeah. Who's got some I'm pretty good- disappointed in I'm I'm pretty disappointed in American standard these days. They're gonna hate me for saying that, but like they they just don't come yeah. out with anything that I'm like. What's the reason? What's the reason why uh, it, uh, honestly, like it's the the cost of it is is mind blowing compared to like what you're getting. Um, I find they're they're just really not 
they're they're not stepping up and, and trying to change anything. They're they're staying the exact same. There's no but innovation. Their no innovation whatsoever. Yeah. No innovation in the slightest. And like mm-hmm. I don't need you know I'm not the type of person who needs this like you know uh, new new age home or anything. But you know you, you gotta you gotta start stepping up with the other companies if you're going to be charging those prices, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm not seeing okay. it from them. Any thoughts, Marianne? Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think they're all, they all have their plus and minuses, you know? I guess it depends on what we're talking about, like what kind of fixtures we're talking about, you know, because I don't I know. Well, you've got laundry fixtures. Like, I mean, just, I, I, I feel that laundry sinks are getting smaller and smaller, which I'm sorry, but a laundry sink is supposed to have a function so i go back to form versus function are we forgetting that these rooms are designed for a purpose so Mm -hmm. i think that designers are having too much say and trades people are having less say because yeah we 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 know what it takes to properly outfit each form functioning room right so it's like don't give me a sink that's the size of a bar sink for me to take care of what I have to take care of in a laundry. That just, is just for an example. Everyone has a big laundry sink here. Okay, so that's We're there. like messy people. But here in Toronto, side. you're seeing a lot of people like laundry <laughs> mm-hmm. rooms now are not laundry they're rooms. So they're so glamorous. They're glamorous yeah, and the ridiculous. sinks are tiny. Oh, mm-hmm. oh really? Yeah. Tiny. Really? Splash uh, everywhere. You see my laundry sink. <laughs> it's gnarly. Double. <laughs> it's I got a, a double it's sink. It's a trough. It's a trough. It's all eh? rusty. It's basically trough. a trough. It is metal. It's so heavy. It's, it's disgusting. It's interesting when you that. have like uh, customers that want like uh, the old fashioned stuff. So like they want to oh, they want to install like you know the uh, old fashioned sink uh, versus the sink they already had, which was brand new, like which is really nice. Um, but you know everyone's preference right but like i find mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little bit more of a challenge installing the older stuff than than the newer stuff but um yeah you oh. mean this the, okay so repurposing the older stuff or some of the new stuff that's like just designed kind of in, inspired by the old stuff yeah and yeah designed and inspired like by the, the old stuff. sinks and stuff the, yeah. yeah and then you'll get uh the apron sinks i guess whatever and then you'll have the two handle kitchen faucets with that's no right, pull yeah. out right that there's a bunch of stuff like that but then they'll yeah. want all kinds of bells and whistles in their master shower, as yeah. many heads as possible, technology, wiring, all kinds of stuff in there, mm. speakers, mood, light, all that kind of crap. <laughs> Give the kids know, just I put a hose a fancy bib. Shower. Hose bib in the I kids' put a bathroom. Fancy shower in my house. <laughs> and I put like body sprays in there with this, like, mind you, my, my shower head's pretty awesome. It's like 20 inch um, flush bit to the ceiling. Rainhead? Nice. But I put, yeah, yeah, sorry, Rainhead. You know, big square yeah. thing, twenty. Is it thing. true that yeah. most women don't like rainheads? I hate them. Yeah. Really? I'm I hearing most of my women clients Freeze. don't like Freeze rain. They want like hard water. They want a, a car wash. Well, like. I had that option too. I've got like the wand sprayer, but I did. I put in body sprays. And yeah, do you think why. I've ever used them? No, I, nobody does. I no. do. No, do every, every day. Never, I actually day. turned them on yeah, not too long ago, and the. The water smelt coming out of them because it sat for so long, so long that I actually have to like flush them out every now and again. To I, I'm on a well, so I'm like shower off. <laughs> 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 
I'm very water so conscious so anyways, but yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're never going to see any kind of fancy uh, over-the-top picture in my house. <laughs> I have a well that is very low producing, but if there's one thing I will not sacrifice, it's my epically long showers. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drinking water tonight, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a shower. Yes. You better be filling up the rain barrel just so we can dump water down the bowl. <laughs> See, that's normal. That's how it should be. Priorities. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so I, I guess like more thoughts on design and like are we, I, it leads me to like think about the future of plumbing. What's it going to be like? What do you guys think it's going to be like? Well, one thing I know I hate is actually um, a faucet made by Dyson. And it is by a- By Dyson? Yeah. The vacuum company? Yeah, the vacuum company. Oh, the motion one. Yes. Yeah, so it's a censored faucet. Oh, like uh, I've seen you wash this your hands and, and then useless. it has these two branches and they're hand dryers. It looks like it belongs to Star Wars. Yeah. I know. It's, it's not very nice looking to start with. Um, oh. I also noticed, I don't know if it's just everybody who installed them. Uh, it's in a- large retail store here and they're always loose but i think that's more an installation error um but when those sinks clog and you go or they don't drain very quickly uh and you go to dry your hands it like blasts gross water at you and on the mirror and it's like man why do i have to be here right now like i don't like these (laughs) things I don't like those policies. So someone that designed that. I'm guessing that the power supply is concealed too, so it's not like you could just. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. I don't like any of those battery-operated faucets. Yeah, Anything, any faucet that inv- that involves power, I am like not. I yeah. do not like them. I've it, never seen one that has worked properly all the time. You know, yeah. I used to have one. I had one of those touch faucets. It was terrible. It was the worst faucet I ever owned. Like, <laughs> are, are we've gotten that lazy out. as a society that we're basically just one step away from Wally Land, like the movie? Yeah. Where- well, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I get I get why they're inviting so you don't have to, like, touch it. Like, I had chicken hands for making my dog chicken strips last night. And, you know, I've got, like, chicken everywhere. It's all over my faucet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I am probably not the most food safe person. <laughs> but, so I get it. I get it. Because the faucet's covered in goo. It's disgusting. But, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather that than having a faucet that only works temporarily. Although it I, is Having really- the option is fantastic. I mean, strictly because there are people out there with disabilities who, I was just you yes. know, could yeah. absolutely avail yes. from, from such mm-hmm. technologies. But when you're, you know, when you're buying them in mass and installing them in buildings all over the place and then all of a sudden there's a power surge and all the step down transformers blow out you know <laughs> and, and, and toilets won't flush because you gotta pop in new you know a uh, hundred new step down transformers like this is where we're running into like yeah, uh, like, yeah. have we have we gone too far like yeah mm. but there, there's there. there's absolutely a need for um sensor and electronics yeah i i personally believe so um but um do we make them better? Yeah, let's make them better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's then- also a hygiene thing in public restrooms and stuff. So, you know, you do, if you can get things to be censored and touchless, it is beneficial, um, just especially in public restrooms. I don't know if censored things really belong in residential settings. It's right up there with, like, backlit cabinetry in your kitchen and, like, I don't need any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, don't, like I, I don't get it. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I think it's, like... I'm not walking into some glamour magazine home. Like, it's oh. not, like I will <laughs> note one Mary thing, Scott though. 
<laughs> uh, no, but I do have a toilet seat. I have the Toto washlet, the fanciest model that has the auto lift seat. No way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So, so, yes, okay. So maybe. Is that one lit? Is that one lit too? It lights up. Cool. It lights up when you when you enter the room. the The lid lifts, and there's like a light in the toilet. It gives it a pre spray. Even in darkness, even in darkness, our lights adjust to the darkness. (laughs) Well, you can have a post spray. There's a remote for that, but it it gives a pre spray to the bowl, so it like primes it, you know. And then you have to like like, wake up and be like, Alexa, heat up my seat. It's coming. It's already there. Just, Your Alexa just, just went off. off right now. Is it preheating yeah, your seat? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what do you need, girl? <laughs> I can't yeah, wait. I do love the heated seat. I can't wait when they can design like some sort of like robotic thing can, that can like just haul your toilets up and down the stairs for you. No, nope. yes. <laughs> nope. mm, never going to happen. I would love that. And I really wish they would design certain toilets, like talking about total, but I mean, I really wish they would design them so they're a little easier to carry one person. The one-piece toilets are brutal. Yeah, but they're yeah, not anyone. really best yeah. where to grab it to carry it, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And the whole time you grab it and you are liftoff, what's your thought process during the whole time? It's Fuck. figuring out, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, how is it going to drop? Like, is it going to land? Is it going to crack? And then I got to start all over again. So I wish they would make it a lot easier. I know there's that handle that you could put it inside there. I've yeah, seen I've some seen plumbers some use that. Tr- I don't, I feel like I don't trust I don't it. trust yeah. it either. It's one, one, one false move and it's like, or one failure. And you're like, you install it, put it in there. You go to your apprentice, give me your bubble gum. And so I can just put it in there <laughs> and just secure it and then go there. I just, <laughs> I just stick my hand in the, in like the drain the part lift. of the toilet, the hole. Yeah. And, um, no, not the lip. Oh, you're talking just about like the, trap. The, actual, the actual trap. Yeah. Yeah. I stick my hand oh. in the trap and then one on the backside. Oh, interesting. And, you know. Okay, that's, that's just little, how I've always done it. Challenging. Not when they're used toilets. No, no, though. no. Brand that's new gross. toilets. I know. <laughs> Brand new toilets. <laughs> so there are some nice yeah, bells and whistles coming out there. There are some nice. I agree with you. I heard you, Marianne, say that. I, listen, I love my heated seat. I, I, like, don't ever take I the do, heated seat I away do. from it's, me. I, even in the summer, I love my heated seat. No, I'm not that crazy. I've had clients who leave their heated floors on during the summer months. And I'm like, really, people? Really? <laughs> I don't know. I would I would love to have that. I have like Raynaud's disease, which like has your, you know, your hands and your oh, feet yeah. are like super cold. Oh, you're always cold? Yeah. You'll love a heated seat. Summertime. You'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Summertime would be great for in-floor heating. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if there's somehow they can make a porta potty with a heated seat, that'd be amazing. Oh, 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 no. oh no. Yeah. Like, oh. a killer. Am I the only one that I don't mind <laughs> using it? Po- unless it's the dead of winter and it's been a busy week and the truck didn't arrive. Okay, then I mind a porta potty. But <laughs> and I bought ribs for everybody. Like that's like that's like I don't mind porta potties. I know you guys because you guys don't always get. I, I get the proper porta potties, separate yeah. urinals, separate toilets, heated, heated, and a, a hot and cold water sink. Right, the proper one. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you're like heated. Oh, no, a heated seat. I was just because I was trying to like that'd be kind of nice because it's always cold. <laughs> I never yeah. sat in. You don't, you never don't sit. sit. You hover. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh yeah, true. there is no sitting on this. But it's kind of like being no. next. It's kind of next to okay. being like a, a electric heat bar or something like that. You can have the heat coming off the seat. Hopefully, it's the heat coming off the seat. 
know about heat. No, <laughs> no we I, want people I to spend know. less time in the porta potties. Yeah. Choose Doll for your plumbing needs and discover the peace of mind that comes with their unwavering reliability and exceptional service. Experience the Doll difference and join the growing community of the contractors who trust in their experience and rely on their products. Check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and on social at Doll Valve. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, getting off of porta potties right now. How's, how's the warranty out there for all your products? Are they getting better? Are they upholding them? Are they lasting? Are like, are they like something goes wrong and you call the number and the service and you're like, uh, you, the number you reach is not in service. Like, how is it these days? Some companies are pretty good. Yeah, some it, it's yeah it's it varies. Getting worse. Really. Yeah. yeah. Remember one time I installed a kitchen faucet and it was leaking. It was leaking at a very weird spot. And um, I had I called the company and they were actually quick to respond, uh, which was really nice because you know waiting and waiting. I've had other jobs where I've like waited for like an hour and I'm like, okay, I got like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've called and like I'm like, D- how do I take this part off? And they kind of gave me like the specs and everything, and I was able to take it completely out of proportion and just like fix it. Um, but yeah, the warranty was pretty good on that, like the troubleshooting. I really enjoyed um What so. company was that? Oh, I can't, you know why it's funny? Because I can't remember. I installed this, um, it was a faucet that was provided by the customer, and I can't remember exactly what the name of it was. But it wasn't, mm. I remember it being a nice brand, though. Um, it was It was pretty good. I can't remember, though. And Danielle, you were saying that it's getting worse for you guys? I, I personally think it's getting worse, but again, I've been around for a, a hot minute, so it's, you know, what I remember... Um, it being like I remember, like not to call them out, but Ream has man is breaking my heart. I don't like Ream. Their warranty, like, Ream. like and their customer service. Like if you're, you know, one one story that really uh, screams at me every time is uh, I got this tank installed it for this customer. She had two twin baby girls. Um, new tank and of course like the family needs hot water she's she just gave birth to you know twins the babies need showers the dad you know is not sleeping uh so i installed it on a friday uh morning and of course the uh tank quite literally like leaks from every you know angle as soon as i turn it on Right, wow. you're talking the elements. Uh, the casting on the elements was completely, yeah, just shot. Right, so it was leaking from there, and so I phoned them, and by the time that I actually got, you know, through to, you know, customer service to actually get a new tank, uh, they were essentially like, yeah, you're gonna have to wait until Monday, because we're like we're closed now. And they, so there it's no, no evenings, no weekends. So I had to go out, you know, um, with my money, buy them a new tank, bring it in, install it. And essentially had to fight with Reem for months later to get my money back. Um, wow. and it, it was a disaster, you know, like the, the, it was that, or this family with two newborn babies had no hot water for a weekend. That's insane. That's insane. You know? Wow. That's yeah, crazy. so if you if your if ream tank breaks on a Saturday, good luck. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I have a beef with ream for sure. Yeah. Um, 
there was then that subdivision I used to work for, the mechanical rooms. There was it was like a geo exchange system, and they had these water heaters, and we had to take out the spigot at the bottom, put a thread of tea in, and they started apparently leaking. And I was the only one doing the mechanical rooms. So they had a meeting with like the super of the subdivision, the rep from Reem, my boss, the uh, the refrigeration company, everybody but me. Right. And they were just like, she's over tightening or maybe under tightening. We're not really sure. And they're all leaking and this is happening, blah, blah, blah. It's a running thread. Why are you guys putting uh, nipples in there? I was like, the fuck is running anyways um so there was this big to do it was all she's doing it wrong and she buggered up all these tanks like dozens of them it was dozens and it continued and then they cut apart a tank and tried to figure it out and they never actually figured it out until one day somebody checked the tmp tube Mm. it was the expansion tanks that were failing Mm -hmm. So they were blowing out the TMP. Did you get an apology? <laughs> no, never. Wow. Yeah, right. Never. No. Yeah. So I've never bought a Reem product since. Not willingly, anyways. Yeah. Marathon is one thing because they're like, they kind of got right. them off. Yeah, that, I, will but... say, I, do, I do like a marathon thing. But... Yeah, I do like the marathon. So that's the only one, though. And you guys yeah. too? <laughs> Um, my experience with um warranty claims have uh, has actually been pretty good um common products in um commercial is sloan deltas american standards and stuff like that um more so sloan i have a pretty good relationship with i mean repair parts things like that are very easy to get and they seem to honor anything that goes wrong and uh and it's not often that it is uh a warranty claim anything can be defective anything yes. even fittings like can mm-hmm. be defective so um yeah it, it in my experience it's always been relatively simple process to return and or exchange things as defective in my experience which is good mm-hmm. megan same or um yeah i mean i would say i've been like the easiest for me and it's actually pretty common in hamilton is moen you know, I've like the cartridges are so easy to find, which I really, really that like. That makes me nervous. Why? <laughs> they have so, to be. <laughs> yeah, that's why it makes me nervous. Yeah. Why do you have they, such a readily available amount of cartridges to replace? That I, that positive has to be fine. <laughs> well, I've Damn. never like they they do they do last actually quite a, quite a long time um, that I know of, anyways. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I, Bowen's pretty good. Yeah, I think they're pretty good in terms of. Like quality, I think they're pretty good. When you say Sloan, like I I know Sloan, mostly Sloan is urinals, right? Uh, Sloan does uh, flushometers. They also do make fixtures and stuff, uh, commercial fixtures. Yeah, it's mostly in the commercial Mm world, right? You guys know the story about the urinals and the fly in Germany? No. There was a big, big problem with men not being able to aim. So they kept on missing and making such messes in, in public washrooms with their urinals. So a marketing rep came up with this idea of putting a fly sticker right in the urinal. And guess what men do? They always hit the fly perfectly. <laughs> and the messes were all gone. Genius. It's genius. Oh. Absolutely genius. That's three. That's so funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to ask you guys. But I know that. Okay, so Megan, you haven't, you're, might go into business on your own one day, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Well, 
I might do some sort of collab with uh, with the, with my boss. I'm not too sure yet, um, just because like, you know, I really do enjoy working in this company. So yeah, I do think that um, I am probably going to do a lot of focusing on water quality issues. So you know, installing filtration systems, um, spreading awareness, doing all that kind of Trust stuff. Trust me, we need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, business wise, what are you guys doing? That's like just implementing ideas to move businesses forward your business forward and then keep on growing it which leads me to my next point after we answer all this and discuss it is just the future what you guys are planning on regarding retirement but let's first build a business and then let's get out of the business and hand it off to somebody else if that's going to be the case um i'll start i guess uh well second so i would love to be able to build my business but this has been a question that has come up a few times and kind of at a roadblock because one we have the labor shortage two i'm a woman in a male-dominated industry out of all the companies out there like because i am not by choice a woman only team i've never been like that because i have hired men in the past they just usually go work somewhere else after they gain a little bit of knowledge because i usually get them when they're fresh fresh out of the gate, right? And so, excuse me, labor shortage, woman owned in a male dominated industry. Out of all the companies that a man or a young man could go work for, why would he choose me out of all of them? Because I'm the only female owned one here. Why does, what's, what's the number one reason why any person that wants to get into the trades choose that particular business or person or mentor guidance? Why would they choose them? Do you think it's really gender? You think it's, I think that it plays a big part when it comes to my business for sure. 100%. Okay. Um, I, my last, the last employee that was male that left he went to go work for the union, which was fair. You know, I, I didn't disagree with him there. I, I think that working for multiple companies throughout your apprenticeship isn't a bad thing because you get knowledge in yeah. different areas. But he ended up also working for another company. And when he put my name on his resume, that person said that it was embarrassing to have me on his resume being owned by a woman. Wow. <laughs> in so many words, uh, he like said that, you know, that's like... the gentle, that's the gentle way. Um, so it's, it's, it's a challenge, you know, and because yes, I, I do have a lot of women send me resumes, but a lot of them are very green or have no experience at all, which is fine, but you can only have so many apprentices per journeyman. Mm -hmm. So another rule that I voice should be changed. Yes, I, I, I do agree. So, you know, I have a labor pool that's so small to choose from that. How do you build a business? Or I shouldn't say build a business because my business is doing just fine. But you build a brand. how do you grow yeah. the business to multiple vehicles, multiple employees when you have this huge barrier? You can't. So I will forever until there's more experienced women plumbers out there that are willing to even work in my town because I don't live in the big city. If you classify Victoria as a big city. I don't live in the city. Like I'm 45 minutes out of the city. We do serve Victoria and everywhere in that area, but we're mostly out here. So there's another roadblock, you know? So it's, it's a challenge. So I have kind of changed my 
goals and directions because I've come to the realization that it's just not going to happen, that I'm quite happy with my small company and I downsized and it's a lot less stress and it's great. Um, but yeah, it's funny how those, you know, goals of having a self-run company with multiple vehicles and multiple technicians, you know, and we're all, we all care just as much as I do about each job. It's just, it's, it's unrealistic. I would say it's not going to happen the traditional way. And if anything, what I've been really happy about in doing this show for over five years and being in, in the industry for over 15 years is that I've seen leaps and bounds in the last little while of how things are presented in construction now. And I think that we're at a point where we can shake things up and there will be a cause and effect as a positive cause and effect. So, I mean, like we've all heard of all kinds of stuff. You can read all kinds of books from Jacko or whatever, and you can like talk about okay sure that's that's like the the shit of it that's like the typical of it that's what i'm expecting it there's going to be some men in the industry that are not going to respect me because i'm a female plumber or whatever sure 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 you can always say it or you can say good i'm going to come up with another way to do this and this is going to get done so i definitely see in yourselves and all you guys here in the panel right and every other tradesperson i've spoken to you guys are looking at the industry differently than I looked at it when I first got into it. When I got into it, I, it was a stuffy polo shirt salesperson talking about a boring industry. And I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as a very vibrant, interesting, potential, energetic industry. So I think that if you don't design the Zoom, design the iPod. You know what I mean? Like if, you, if they're not letting you go this way, then you make your own road and you go this way. And I think that you will have enough of a rally behind you to help you do that. That's how I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm naive about it, but I, I do see your pain and I see the there are the dinosaurs in the industry that just don't get it. And, and I've, mm -hmm. I've confronted some of those guys. They've been, and I just don't get it because I'm colorblind when it comes to anybody's race or where they come. I, I, I'm an immigrant. And so it's like everybody on me is the equal playing field, right? But I do see that struggle that it is a, a male-dominated industry. You guys have a challenge. Yeah. Sorry to cut you guys off. My neighbor is looking for tools. He comes over all the time. <laughs> 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 but I, I look at it like you guys should maybe be uh, possibly thinking embracing that instead of thinking mm -hmm. it as a, as a roadblock because that's how a new idea is going to come out of the woodwork, right? Yeah. And that's how anything yeah, I that know. it does. And, and yeah. maybe you're at a point where, and I've been at that point too, Marianne, trust me. I'm tired, man. I don't want to fight this fight anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. That's And that's what it feels like. It does feel like. A but I could have quit this you know? podcast like, like at 15. I could have quit it at like 100. I could have quit. I could have quit all the time. This It's not a yeah. money making thing. This is just like we sharing stories. Right. So it's like I could have did all that. But now here I am like over 400, getting close to 500 before the end of the year. And it's just more and more stories. And I'll talk to a thousand plumbers and I'll have a thousand different stories. So you guys will figure out what to do next if you really want to do next. Yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. I don't though. know. I try to be optimistic, but Laura, it's a sorry, hard sorry. one for sure. <laughs> I, I feel like I know what she means when she says that, like, maybe some of the male apprentices wouldn't like or other companies wouldn't like it just because, like, saying it's embarrassing. I don't know. I kind of I feel that. Like, that's a, I don't know. That's a... I know what you mean when you say that 
you can figure out a way to work around that barrier. But I'm sure you have thought already, Marianne, long and hard about the how, and you're mm. still stuck at that barrier. So I, yeah, I, my thoughts are still the same. Yeah, to grow <laughs> from what they were a few years ago. Yeah, I know it, that's really crummy. Honestly, it's it's nice that you are busy now and the size you are is working for you. But uh, yeah, like not being able to grow and having that barrier, like that's really like demotivating. Like that's really harsh. Are you guys seeing Danielle and Megan? You guys seeing the same thing or? Um, uh, no, I'm I'm not. But again, you know, the Newfoundland is is a different world than the rest world. of Canada. I will mm. say. Yeah. Um, we've always grown up with you know women having to be in the trades to. You know, we're, we're small fishing communities. If if women weren't on the boats or out, you know, uh, fixing the homes, then, you know, the, the sailors wouldn't have a home to come back to or there wouldn't be enough fish to feed the family. So um, it is very different here. Um, we are very traditional, um, kind of a bit of a, a roughneck type of way of life. Uh, I know that because uh, it's my born and bred here, going to die here. And, um, you know, to say that if I was to have the biggest company around or the smallest company around, anybody would um, consider my gender being an embarrassment. I can't say that uh, that's ever occurred to me. Um, I, I gen my gender is, you know, come come into question a few times um, when, you know, on this island, but for the most part, they're they're just more so want to get a little joke out um i've had a couple of proposals from some backhoe drivers who are about 800 years old um but for but for the most part the uh it's you know i i kind of have a different issue whereas you know i feel like i could do anything you know even though i'm almost 40 i feel like i'm still really young i'm very healthy and I'm like, do maybe maybe I want to go do power engineering now, you know? Maybe, you know. So I I don't, you know, I, I want to like take Marianne and just be like, you you can do it all. But I also <laughs> I'm not I don't want to invalidate your experience either because I don't know what it's yeah. like to live where you live, you know? Like I, yeah, I, it's I, different I here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and of course, yeah. I just did a yeah. I just did a stint up in uh, northern Ontario, um, you know, doing some millwright work. And I just did that for for a two week stint, and uh, you know so the the guys there were like you're like but you're a woman but you're a woman and it was the first time I'd really uh, run into that you know and uh, you know they got over it in about five days but for the first five days yeah but for the first five days you know these guys were like they were calling me the girl you know uh, I didn't I didn't really care but you know again I don't want to invalidate yeah. you, you know where you are but here I don't feel like I have a ceiling over my head like I. If I want to do something, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Do you see and it'll thing? work. Megan? I, I think there's ways to, I think there's always going to be complex issues that arise in things like this um, that I think that is a good challenge to try to overcome. Like I, in this industry, I've always been, um, you know, uh, frustrated with, the way that things go and I've always been able to try to find ways to overcome that and um, I think going forward like starting a business I think that um, you know I think I'm going to I think 
perspective is everything. I think that having the perspective and the mindset um, to try to help you navigate through these challenges and, you know, and to, to not have a halt at, you know, the one thing that is stopping you. Um, I don't know. I think there's always ways around it. You know, it's. I'm kind of the same. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but. Well, it's not to say that it's like 100% going to be that way, but it's just, you know, there are woman owned trade companies here. Like there's one that's, uh, she's a fabricator and I've never met her personally. I would like to one of these days, but she has a very successful business and she has multiple men working for her. And I think that's absolutely great. And I don't know how she did it, but I just feel like our labor pool is just so much smaller in this industry that uh, it's, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tough one. Like, it doesn't matter if it's me, me or any other company out there, male owned or not, you know, um, we're all having the same issues where if you put an ad out for, it doesn't matter if it's a laborer, a journeyman, an apprentice, whatever, like you may not get any callbacks. You probably won't actually, because everybody already knows that everybody's hiring all the time. It's just an open standing thing. If the right person comes around, then you'll be hired. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just always, I know that. I try to be optimistic, but. In in Canada, it's about, it's about 3% of the labor force, right? So in Canada, 37, 38 million people, whatever it is, it's about 1.4, I think it's almost 1.4 trades people at, different levels of construction and it's only three percent that are female right the u.s is a little bit greater i think they're closer to like seven percent of their workforce um and compared to Mm -hmm. us but i'm also trying to think of i think that probably in newfoundland it's probably greater ratio i'm assuming more females in trades there than there is as a reflection of the rest of the country um Yeah, that's what I, I because it's more of like we've said it on the show several times. It's like people that came from farm backgrounds or hardworking backgrounds, they they just kind of navigated towards trades and then they did really well with it versus here. I guess like everyone has so many options regarding a career choice and, and trades are always at the end. And I do I'm not I'm not dismissing Marianne. your thought. like I do agree with you that if you get trades men coming into the industry and they're applying Last on the list is going to go to an interview for a tradeswoman owned business. It will be last. That's just the truth of it. They might look at Especially it. Especially when it's a full female team yeah. because they are now working with all women. Yeah, I know. Right? It's true. There's that. But have you, there, It'd be have different you, if I had like a crew of, of men because it'd be fine. It'd be easy because you know that you're going to work with that said person. But if you know you're going to just work with a bunch of chicks in a job that you're supposed to be in this you know male industry it's just an extra little whammy out there and not to mention because of this i'm now known as like a woman only crew hmm. so why can't you just and be it's a plumber not crew? by choice that's all just a plumber crew what, what's that just be known as a plumbing crew. It's, uh, well yeah like that's what <laughs> i thought it would be but it's we're like we are known for being a woman only crew because i've for the most part only ever had women so now we're now it's been put out there to the world that oh no you can't apply there she's all women 
you know. You know, you know what's funny? And this just came to my mind, but um, my friend lives in California and he has his own company and he's a Hispanic male and he was like finding it really difficult to get um people to call him you know because the world is the world and like i won't get into it but i you know there's there's subconscious biases and there's biases and he ended up changing his logo to a white male and the call started to flood in no way i'm not surprised i'm not surprised and and for you know and i I, I, i'm not suggesting this at all but i'm just like i wonder if you like all of a sudden you changed your logo to this like guy on your van you know with a wrench with the calls i don't have my logo yeah but that and that's another thing it's like the fear in the beginning when when starting my company like I didn't have my name on my business card. I did not put it out there at all that it was woman owned. You know, I very much hid that fact yeah. because I didn't know what it was yeah. going to be like. I know that we don't get hired by people because I'm a woman or we're women. And that's fine because we're too busy anyways for those kinds of people. But in the beginning, man, it was a it was a tough decision, you know. It's like, do you promote it or do you not? Yeah. And I chose to not. Yeah, I would lean on that side too. I would it, lean on the side of hiding it at the beginning. Yeah, until yeah, well, they hear was, you on the it phone. It was the safeguard, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then you just they just think you're the secretary. It happens to me oh, still. Isn't that? Uh, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> they do. Mm. They do. They think yeah. you're the dispatcher. They, They're like, wait, they think it's there? like it's family owned, and I'm the yeah. daughter. You know, it's yeah. like, no, my dad is not a plumber. No, I do his plumbing for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or but when I had a secretary, yeah. Yeah, everybody uh-huh. assumes yeah. that or my dad secretary. was a plumber. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, my dad yeah. was a writer. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side, we know that yes. you're tr- we're in trades, and obviously the government's not going to have our pension waiting for us, and we're not going to have our retirement waiting for us. What are you guys planning on, and what are you guys educating the younger trades that are coming in? what the end game is all about here. I, I will say that I, I absolutely have a pension. Um, again, I have a pension. I pay into RSPs. Um, I, you know, use safe stocks in, you know, with ETFs and I teach my apprentices. Well, the ones that I become close to, there's certain ones that, you know, um, tend, tend not to go, the way you wanted to go, but I've got an apprentice now, uh, Lindsay, who's incredible. And, and I try to make sure that part of her apprenticeship is also financial literacy. Um, because there's, mm. I've seen too many of, you know, tradespeople that I've loved over the years have to say digging ditches into their sixties and seventies. And they're looking at me going, don't be like me. Don't be like me, mm. you know? Um, and that's when, you know, when you ask the question, what's the, what's the biggest problem with the plumbing industry? I think it's that. Um, I think it's uh, yeah. a lot of people not planning for their futures sure. and thinking that this money is yeah. always going to be there. Um, but we have to take care of ourselves and we have, we have to, uh, you know, if you're not financially literate, you have to learn that. And there are so many programs out there that you can pick up for free. Um, There are eBooks that you can learn. Um, But I think, I think, um, you know, when I decided to become financially literate, because, you know, I grew up in housing, um, parents with no money, I did the whole plumbing thing myself, paid it all myself. And, and, you know, but when I first started getting my paychecks, I was blown right through them. 
and I was, you know, just buying whatever I wanted because I didn't understand money. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was, you know, in my 30s that I was like, I should learn this. I should take care of my future self. And I wish I had done it mm -hmm. sooner. But um, that's what I'm doing now is I'm just becoming financially literate. Yeah. That was my next step in trying to uh, to do better financially. I think for me, like, yeah, um, I, I did the exact same thing, blow through everything. And um, I, I'm going to look into more resources. I'm actually kind of at that point right now where I need to look into resources and stuff like that. And what is my game plan for, for the future, I, I think, is the most important question you need to ask yourself, for sure. So. But don't be afraid to ask other tradespeople, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like for just sure. ask them what they're doing. You're not diving into their, it's not that taboo conversation about money. It's just ask them what they're planning on, what they're doing, what they're considering, and what's happening, mm -hmm. how they're saving for their future. And just like, mm -hmm. and not just other plumbers, ask all kinds of other trades. They even speak to GCs or supervisors, site supers. And they'll be, I think the majority of them will be more than willing to share what they're learned, what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it in lines, if it's, it lines up with what you guys are thinking about doing, then by all means, maybe you do your own homework at that time yeah. and then you figure it out. But the point is, don't be blowing through all that and yeah. buying all the Milwaukee tools is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> right? Just buy just enough of them and all save right. a little bit. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, having that I'm pension so is so important. It really is. I, I don't know. know how anybody. Um, that day is going to come fast. That's the yeah. problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, totally. I, I've seen too many. 60 70 year old still doing the hard work because they have to do it now they don't mm. love to do it they have to do it's it it's actually kind of sad to see yes it yes really it is. is it's disturbing to see it to is me, yeah it, like, it's it's me. motivating for me to kind of like yeah change things local 46 sure. offers a money management program and uh, i want to take it and it's it's not because like i'm terrible with money it's just because uh, I'm going to use money for the rest of my life. And it is so important that you know how to manage it properly because it will define your future. Exactly. Why is there such a hatred between you guys and electricians? <laughs> I always thought that was a joke. Or is it the I other way around? Is the hatred joke. between them? They're just upset that they have the same size hands as us. <laughs> 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 well, I guess it's just a running joke, isn't it? It's just I like think it is. I, I didn't never thought it was serious. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just fun. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they love it. We love it. I mean, I've cut a wire. You know, like or a At least you're admitting it. That's good. Yeah. I just think it's kind of funny. It's always there. It's like, there's always two versions of the story. It depends on which trade I'm asking. Mm. I've had more issues with drywallers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put up their oh, drywall yeah. before my plumbing oh, is done. Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tyler's, too. You know what? Yeah, Tyler's. They, they, they always seem to make, like, the holes uh, too small when you're trying to put the finishing on for showers and stuff like that. Or they cover where the screws are going to go. And it's like... You become a Tyler at that moment. Yeah. And that's not your job. It's madness. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets more flack than the roofers, though, right, Marianne? It's true. It's true. It's a fact. That's a yeah. fact. It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, do you guys, are you guys seeing an uptick in accessibility? I like seeing mainstream big brand companies that are coming up with, um, non-medicinal looking products for us older folks that as we get older, I don't need it to look like I'm wearing a robe with an open back and having to grab something like it's just, like, I, I, I'd love to have it be more design integrated and, you know, carefully looked at like, are you guys seeing more of that stuff on the market and, and you're actually appreciating it? 
I definitely am. Um, I was raised to both my parents are disabled. So my mom was yeah. born with uh, no hip socket, uh, scoliosis, um, oh. and um, some other uh, scoliosis, spina bifida. Mm. Um, my dad is uh, blind. So it's, uh, it's, oh, I'm from birth, I've been seeing the world and how inaccessible it is because I've been watching my parents and you know nice. how uh, how difficult they find just existing. Um, so now when I you know walk into these new buildings, it's the first thing I notice. And not only are they accessible, but it again it's beautiful. It's like that, not this you know metal bar across, um, but fixtures are are being made to uh, more design friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing um, vanity mm-hmm. countertops. Uh, being designed so that um, they're wheelchair accessible, but yeah. they're they're yeah. also beautiful. Um, so yeah, I that's one of the m- things that I notice uh, right off right off the bat in in these new buildings. You know, I and did, especially like sorry, sorry, no, no. I was just gonna say I did an amazing show with Julie Sawshuck, and she's uh, in a wheelchair, and she actually wrote two books about designing and building because she was actually renovating her own house, and she literally designed around what it was supposed to be like for her so she started thinking i need a book because there weren't any books on the market mm-hmm. about proper design and function for people in these situations and mm-hmm. i actually went to her house and we did the show there and she walked me through everything the different height countertops for the kitchen the way the bathroom was all laid out and the process behind all the blocking behind walls and where to put grab handles and how grab handles evolve with your age so it's like you just don't put them in two spots thinking that's what you're going to be. You have to figure out where you're going to. So it was it was an amazing show. I'd love to get her back on the show to talk further because she's still pushing that and doing more work. at. And I think she's writing a third book on it as well. I really like that. Real- so so I like seeing the companies actually do something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what American Standards done. So I don't know if you maybe a little more bone to pick with them on that one. <laughs> see if they're doing anything. But <laughs> because we're all yeah, going to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to get to that point where we're going to need a little bit of assistance, right? So I do personally love the comfort height toilets. Mm-hmm. And I was just recently at a friend's place and he had the one on the bottom there. And I swear, I don't know if it was my perception and my eyesight or something like that, but that toilet looked like it was in the floor. That's how low yeah, it was. Yeah, you like, like a <laughs> <laughs> I like comfort height toilet it's seats. I'm sorry. when you're not expecting it. Yeah, you're like, and all of a sudden, <laughs> no, I was doing number one. So I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's a, yeah. like that. That's like a javelin throw at that point, man. That's too far. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, you're, you think you're like in an extreme sport for a second. <laughs> it's good to feel alive. I think we're getting close to the end, guys. I really appreciate it. I think we covered quite a bit. If there's anything that's on your, t- your minds that you guys want to share or something else that we haven't discussed, or I think we covered quite a bit. I'm a happy camper. Yeah. I would say... Um Aging infrastructure, I think. Oh, yeah, we haven't actually talked. Well, you kind of hinted at the lead, and I, a thousand percent, where when I was building my second home and we were tied into the aging infrastructure, and it was just that comment that the, the city person said, Well, you know what? Let's just wait here for a little bit and we'll start seeing the rats go through here. And I'm like, What? And that's just a common thing, right? And right. you're just, Why isn't like, why don't we have newer supply lines? Why don't we have a cleaner supply? Why don't we have, and I guess it's just, well, here in Toronto, I can only speak of, I guess because it's poorly managed. Yeah, and it's costs too. Costs, cost, but uh, it's too. gotten so expensive for so many reasons, for the wrong reasons, mm, right? Yeah. Why are, we des- why are we approving projects that don't get completed completely? And if they don't get completed, there's a penalty fee. So then the company that got awarded the job still gets paid a certain percentage of the, f- the job, but they never did the job. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Wow. I wish that could work in our business. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do the job, but give me 70% of it. Yeah. It doesn't work that Sounds way. Sounds great. But how do you change that infrastructure? I know that when great. I talk to the electricians, they talk about, you know, the grid and battery charging and EVs and all that stuff. And like, we don't have it. We just do not no. have it. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm just super... No. I'm excited about what kind of innovations are going to be in terms of like the materials that we are going to be using um, and just kind of like the innovation around that. Because um, I, I think that, you know, people drinking less contaminated water, I think, is super important. So. Yeah. We should just be looking towards other countries that are actually doing it well and it's working for them and then just kind of copy what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. There's crazy. a lot of advancement yeah. there. Yeah. Am I taking crazy pills at that what a, time? What a crazy <laughs> thought. Yeah, I know, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's um, I think it's about everything, guys. I mean, I, other than, yeah, education, we, talk, we talked a lot of stuff. I really, I don't, I always say that these, mm -hmm. these roundtables were all about, you guys are not competition. I could totally see all four of you guys being on the same job site and just doing a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. Like and just enjoying it and having a lot of fun. Happen. Yeah, you could totally we make should. that happen. And we it would should be make amazing. it happen. That'd be fun. We went what was no, it called again? No, it was called the Justice no, Hall of Plumbing or what was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll think we would get nothing done. No, no, no. You'll get it all done. That's what it is. But I always said it's be having too much fun. It's about community. It's not about competition. Everyone's willing to share. You guys are seeing that over social media. And I really appreciate you guys spending the time and coming here and talking and sitting down and sharing. And now you you're inspiring other people that are, are considering the trade or want to work in the trade or maybe electricians that want to switch over to you guys. That kind of mentality. Maybe that's not gonna happen. But no, I, and I, I, I like these conversations. I really like them because I learned myself and I wish I had this 15 years ago, right? So all, all we can do is just keep on getting the conversations out there. That's all I ask, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, so. yep. Thank you to all. I'd love for you guys to share all your deets again so anyone that's trying to connect and, and reach out and send you a message. Okay. I am, once again, I'm Laura and I'm my plumbing adventure on Instagram and I don't use TikTok. Don't message me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and again, my name is uh, Megan and my Instagram handle is Water Plumber Girl. And I'm also on TikTok as well, uh, Water Plumber Girl as well. YouTube yet? No. Uh, I started YouTube. You started YouTube. Yeah. Slowly growing it. So just that was focus the last on shorts. Platform. Just focus on shorts. Yeah. I am. And you'll do well. Are you yeah. Water Plumber Girl on YouTube as well? Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. But TikTok is doing pretty, pretty well. So nice. It's been good. And Marianne? Uh, yeah, Marianne or Mary. It depends on, I guess, personal or Instagram. Uh, and I am the underscore lady plumber. Oh, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same handle? Yeah, same handle. Same handle. It's the same handle, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't know you were on TikTok. Well, I'll have to no. give you an ad. I didn't know yeah, you were on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok, too. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were on TikTok, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allowed I'm you. I'm going to find you. <laughs> She's about six feet oh. away from you right now. <laughs> and Danielle? Uh, yeah, Danielle, uh, the littlest plumber. Mostly just uh, Instagram for my, my plumbing and tool content. Uh, I'm on TikTok, too, but I, I don't really like that platform too much. It's uh, so... Uh, yeah, you're not going to catch me doing much on TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a time waster. Yeah, but, it's uh, vicious on there. Oh, my I don't God. mind. Well, I don't even I don't. mind that, but it's like you can post something and, you know, uh, all of a sudden you, you wake up to like 10,000 followers and you're like, yeah, what is this app? That's so weird to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, 
it's it's almost too easy it creeps me out i'm like this is too good so i'm gonna stick with what Mm. i know which is instagram i'd be a little nervous if i had a trade on the show and they tell me their myspace account (laughs) (laughs) for all you older folks all you older folks and i want to definitely thank doll thomas the valve man here we go he's got plenty of these stickers apparently he's going to send them out to everybody that's listening right now no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Thank you very much, Doll, for taking care of all this stuff. And it's been a blast, guys. Thank you so much. And I know everyone's thank busy you. and fitting the time to get into the show here and do this. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. By the way, I love these valves. Just saying. <laughs> I use them. <laughs> Everybody uses them, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you're doing it right. There you go. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.